This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we're all a little bit sick of the All-Star Game. Not really. Uh, that happened this week. Also, we had uh, a lot of hirings of old players, including one with extremely large thighs. All that and more. It's Face Off Hockey Show. Here it is. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Oh, Mucinec is a hell of a drug, let me tell you that. Welcome to Face Off Hockey Show. I am Scotty Waz. There's Jenny P. Yep. And we've got Jenny HL History Girl because she's like, Can I be on the show? <clears throat> so I'm like, I guess. Yeah. That's the best way to be on the show. Exactly. It's how, oh, that's how we get all our guests on. Pretty much. Anywho. Let me in, let me in, Exactly. <clears throat> After what happened last week with Sean O'Connor, we will uh, see how well this goes. <laughs> all the run-ins. Every run-in ever. Last week was fun. Sean texted me the next day and said, I need to talk to you guys so that you can tell me how to do podcasting. I was like, okay. The tides have turned. I was gonna say, he taught us. Yeah, well, apparently we've uh, we've um, uh, we've learned more than the uh, teacher, and uh, now we have to let him know how he can put shows on Facebook and all that jazz. Now the teacher has become the master. Wait, what? Well, hold on. Mm. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> well, to each their own, I suppose. Uh, what'd you get into this week, Johnny? Oh, um, oh, there was hockey. There was hockey. Yeah, I went to hockey on Friday and Saturday. Um, so that's good. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Great times. I had uh, <clears throat> I, I had a victory shot of people bowling their helmets at me. It was second second kind of bowling uh, celebration this team has had in their history. So that was great. Um, and what else happened? I don't know. I kind of felt sick for a little bit. Oh, like my nose was running for a, a bit and, you know, breathing was optional. So it wasn't much different than my normal. Sure. And then uh, I slept for like 12 hours last night and today I feel way better. So Damn. there you go. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need. Just a big, long sleep. Um, but yeah, all in all, things are going well. New jobs going well. Nice. Nice. Working on the other side of the country. I was going to say, you finally get used to California time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have that issue of, like, not eating. Sure. Because I start working at, like, 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, and I can do, like, a bunch of stuff on my own for a couple hours, and then everybody else kind of comes in, and it's, like, 11 a.m., and I'll eat at, like, 10, 30 or 11 o'clock in the morning, and then it's, like, 6 p.m., and I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'm not going to eat now, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I uh, 
I weighed 147 pounds yesterday. So getting back down to my fighting weight, I guess. Yeah, well, there you go. Got that going for you. Yeah. So losing weight unintentionally because of a new job is great. Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they also call that possible eating disorder, but whatever. We'll see what happens. See what, see how it goes. Apparently, uh, apparently it's like 20 hour fasting when you eat one, one meal a day. And <laughs> Oh yeah. No, the, what the hell they call that? The, uh, Jen, what do they call that? Intermittent okay. fasting. Thank you. Intermittent fasting. That's yeah. Right. You know, the big so, words, you're a librarianess. Uh, so yeah, that's all that's gone on. Nice. Jen, what and did then, we do this week? I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. We, we went to hockey. We did. Um, and that was about it. Yeah. You're still. Did you watch the prospects games at all? No. I did not. No. <clears throat> uh, I watched some of the All Star game, and I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. And then didn't, and stopped watching. Yeah, I watched some right up until um, Machine Gun Kelly came on, and then I turned it off. Don't understand why they got him. Don't uh, don't get it. They did. They were doing really well with not having anything controversial when they brought people on that wasn't playing music with words, right? Zed was doing great, <clears throat> and then it was all flying in games. It was a good time. He's the end of the alphabet. It's true in most countries. So there's that. Jen, what'd you get up to this week? Mm, schoolwork. Yeah. And more job applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that going? I have two job interviews next week, so. Nice. Yeah. Good one time. Of them's, yeah, one of them's for an actual librarian position here in East Grand Forks. So. That's fingers, good. Yeah. Fingers I was say, really by, here, by here in East Grand Forks, you mean across the bridge in East Grand Forks. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have to relocate for me to get a job, so. Yes. Sounds perfect to me. Uh, all, it's the free agent conundrum, right? Like, we resigned because all our stuff is here. Uh, yeah, that happens. That said, uh, the cold can go fuck itself, I think. <laughs> and my cold can go fuck itself, too. Ugh, hate this. And the same exact shit in December, too. Uh, it's obviously COVID. Oh, and it also coincides with all the weather changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's normally mine as well. I feel like, <clears throat> I think I felt like crap because it was like 50 degrees and raining. And then all of a sudden it was like 20 degrees, like six hours later. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on currently? I blame the volcano. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think it was minus eight here, going up to 16, then going up to 36. So. And then it went down to zero. Yeah, and then it was like 14 today. So. Did you, what was it, like a, a lotto balls over there? It kind of like... was like the Powerball, but everyone loses. So it's like Powerball. It's exactly like Powerball. <laughs> Some jackass in San Diego wins it. No way we go. Yeah, and it's always the same temperature there. Every single damn time. Lewis Black said, destiny. Right. Exactly. He said Lewis Black was right. It's the easiest job there is, a San Diego weatherman. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell me we didn't make it. We made it. Hell yeah. Beautiful here all the time. <laughs> oh boy. 
so yeah, that happened to us this week, and that was our week. Huzzah. But yeah, we the All Star Game happened. Did you watch much of it, Johnny? Um, <clears throat> I watched. I didn't see any of the skills competition um, yeah. outside of what was on like Twitter and such because I was at the Black Bears game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I watched the semifinal games of the All-Star game itself. Uh, and then I was like, all right, got to go and shut it all off and left. When I, I wasn't joking. I turned it off when Machine Gun Kelly started singing. And then I was like, I'm out. See you. Off to hockey. I will see- Saturday afternoon is a bold choice to have a game or have an all-star event. Well, I mean, what else was really going on? No, it wasn't, was it the, uh, was it the, um, NFL pro bowl in Vegas on the yeah. same weekend? It was. Yes. It was the next. Yes. Yeah. Cause I saw that really terrible fucking interview with Tariq Hill. <laughs> oh my God. That's smart, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I yeah. enjoyed Tom Wilson scoring a goal and having the fastest goal in All Star Game history. Almost. It's true. It's true. In the three on three format, apparently. Apparently, yeah. there was a faster one. I'm sure there was, but you know, who's to say? But that was fun. <clears throat> uh, I liked K- Kirill Kaprizov doing the OV who was doing the impression of the, you know, earlier in the, in his career when he was at Early doing the, yeah. They should just do a cavalcade of OVs during that breakaway challenge. In all honesty, if, if I were <laughs> being honest with each other, just a cavalcade of OVs. That's good. Trevor <laughs> Segris is insane. That was absurd. I mean, oh, <laughs> and the, I mean, so it took me like four times of watching it to realize, and like, I had to listen to a version a version that had like the sound on it as well ah. to realize that he was wearing an average Joe's uh, jersey and shorts like over top of everything. Mm-hmm. And then nice. And then <laughs> uh, and having mascots throw dodgeballs at him while he was blindfolded <laughs> and doing everything that he was doing. It's like, right. oh, my God. And he didn't win. That's the fuck part about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it all comes down to popularity contest at that point. Exactly. Alex Petrangelo gets the win because Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas. Puts, puts on those annoying drums and away he goes. I heard the 21 thing wasn't terrible. I heard people actually good. got 21. Exactly. I heard it was okay. The thing in the fountain I heard was really stupid. That's about right. Um... Yeah, that's all about it. I, I only saw the Z, like honestly, the only thing I saw was like the Zegris thing was the only thing that stood out on social media. The Lamru thing. What was that? The, with the the fountain shots. Oh no! You see, you showed that to Verge. I didn't see a damn bit of it. No, it was all over my timeline. Mm. We have different timelines, obviously. <laughs> like like different universes. Yep. Oh, obviously, you see the chairs we're in. It's true. Actually. Fancy. Fancy chairs. <laughs> All right. It looks like we're getting ready to take off. It does. We're watching a movie. This is very it's very like uh, Star Star War Trek. What is this? Star War Trek. Oh, that's the called... crossover we didn't see coming. Right. This one's called uh, 
Oh, it's Halo. That's why. Uh, uh, the people that are getting the video show tonight are in for a treat. See what this one is. This one populates up to 50, which is nice. Oh, that's fancy. I guess when people join, they just zoom out. Yeah, this is uh, this is University of Maryland um, class classroom. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's lecture, lecture hall. Uh, Mark will fit right in when he gets here. Oh, this is a big conference room. This is up to seven people. Why is it so small? <clears throat> Why does this look like an evil lair? It does. <laughs> it does. It's a secret mountain base. Exactly. It's uh, it's what we always wanted. All right, well, we'll keep it this way. This is what yeah, we, we always want. We should keep it this way. We're going to keep it this way. It's what we always wanted, a secret mountain base. I'm in the middle, though, now. You are. Johnny in the middle. Like this TV show with Frankie Muniz. Remember that show, everybody? Good times. Whatever happened to Frankie Muniz, I'll tell you. Got into race car driving. He did Steve-O's podcast, and it was interesting. So, A, that Steve-O has a podcast, and uh, B, Jackass Forever. That that movie is the dumb fun that I never knew I wanted or needed. So, I'm not sure that I want to watch it. No? No. Never been a real jackass fan. Mm. But you're a fan of jackasses. Yeah, yeah, the animal. Sure, yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, who isn't? Let's be honest. Johnny's like, go Boros. Here we go. Uh, that's why you're rooting for the uh, rooting for the Bengals this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's Joe Burrow. I guess. Go, let's yes. go Bengals. Yeah. Is it the Bengals and the Rams? Sure is, buddy. Perfect. Did I tell you that it took me like 45 minutes of talking to death about football to realize that the Browns and the Bengals were two different teams? What? Yeah, it was bad. I was going through like an entire because I was like, it's pretty awesome. The Bengals made the Super Bowl. Like, wasn't it like two years ago when they won their first game? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I go, yeah, like in a really long time, they opened up a bunch of like, like, Budweiser uh, and Bud Light, like refrigerators that were around town. And we just kept like thinking about it for a while. And then all of a sudden he goes, that was the Browns. They're two different teams. Just because they're in Ohio doesn't mean they're they're not. They're the same team, Johnny. Well, it's like Ohioism. That's true. So it's a it's a mid uh, somehow that that states in the Midwest, too. I don't understand it either. Don't know why that's considered Midwest. So that occurred. So let hopefully the Bengals win or end or the Browns. I mean, for all I care, <laughs> it'd be amazing if the Browns won. <laughs> like a run in in the Super Bowl. Oh Baker Mayfield's music. So. All right. Well, we got some news to talk about. But we got some injuries to talk about first, too. Oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues, maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Report. Uh, a couple of players went to protocol after the All-Star break, including both Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes. Yeah, what the hell happened at their, uh, at know. their house? My God. It's in the middle of the street. Um... So they're in protocol. Evgeny Malkin went to protocol, even though I don't think he was in the uh, All-Star game at all. 
Um, Ovechkin's out of protocol, which leads to me my belief that he just faked COVID not to go to the All-Star game. So I mean, it could happen. Makes sense. He's back at it on 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 uh, on last night's game. So I got my uh, I got my free um, rapid COVID tests from USPS in the mail. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully ours are coming soon. And I can rapidly see if I got the COVID and I don't have to get that thing shoved up my nose. Like all the way down my nose, like touching my uvula and go a little. Um, hey, Chris Russell's got an undisclosed injury. He's week to week, just furthering the Edmonton Oilers woes. Oh, as they God. got the shit kicked out of him by uh, Vegas the other night with Mike Smith and that. <clears throat> it's a bad team. Uh, Josh Norris for the Senators had shoulder has a shoulder injury. He's been placed on IR Another. One of the young guns for the Senators going down in a heap as uh, they are probably going to be uh, sell, sell, sell in the trade market. That Look. does kind of suck because the Senators were like playing well. They were like a fun team to watch. And then everybody started getting to hurt. Right. And then this miracle team just becomes the, you know, bottom feeders it's supposed to be. <laughs> the Senators. Exactly. They become the Senators. And then uh, here we are. Um. All right. Well, let's get the Patreon pick. Johnny, we've got a Patreon. Jen, you know we have a Patreon? I had no idea. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Jesus fuck. You live in the same house. I think I yell it enough. You'd be in there anyway. Uh, Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. Uh, we do things. We put the video show on here. You can see our lavish new mountain base. Uh, that's only a dollar. If you give five dollars, you get to pick a segment. And we throw up extra stuff. Hey, if, you, if you give us five dollars, you get to pick which uh, what um, set we're on next week. Oh, we should do that. We should do a, a, a set battle. Oh, a set list. Ooh. Coachella Valley Firebirds, shout out. Um, be like Pat and Jeff and Kevin and Matthew and Damon and Mark and Ethan and Trista and Chris and Rob and Sean and Mitch. They contribute. So can you. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. Uh, everything you, you give to us goes back into the show. And we actually do have a Patreon. I'm like, what Jen thinks. Jeez. Jeez, criminy. <laughs> Jen has a Patreon, too, though. She does. I do. Uh, plug it. I don't do a whole lot with it, so I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah, well, we are too, but we still plug it on a show. I'm not <laughs> embarrassed. Actually, syndicated show that has a uh, that is yeah that has has a registered trademark. All right, so we got the uh, so we got two two. Uh, I put this up late, um, so uh, it didn't get much traction. But we have a tie, uh, and we could pick either A or B. Johnny, you picked A. I did. It was very Canadian of me. Jen, A or B? Um, B. All right. I'm the deciding vote. <laughs> hmm. Wait, I'm confused. How does this vote go to? All right, there we go. Um, how am I able to affect the votes? Now it says it goes from three votes to two votes to one vote anyway. Uh, well, Jen's here. We'll talk about the decline of elite goaltending. And it kind of couples with Mike Smith. It kind of couples with uh, what the Washington Capitals are dealing with right now. Um, hell, you can even go as far as saying the Pittsburgh Penguins and their unelite goaltending. And now the Bruins don't have elite goaltending with Tuka Rask on. It's a lot of makeshift goaltending tandems. What the fuck happened? What the hell? Why are we? Why are Why are people wasting first round picks on Russian goaltenders that can't do shit? Johnny, go. 
so I think part of it comes down to uh, I think we can uh, like tie some of this back to the uh, origins of the wild having a 1A, 1B goalie. I mean, at the end of the day, right, if you have a 1A, 1B goalie where you're splitting time between goalies, you probably have two mediocre goalies. True. You probably don't have a goalie that's better than the other one who you want to play for 70 games or 60 games out of the 82-game season. That's why you're splitting games between the two. So I think that the phenomenon of... No, I didn't say Dion Phaneuf. The phenomenon. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Uh, the phenomenon of like having a goalie tandem that plays all the time is like probably detrimental to having a singular elite goalie now. I think I think it kind of comes down to coaching, really. Yeah, just how they operate. Uh, Jen, uh, your your thoughts. You're a goalie. Go. Well, first of all, the goalie pipeline is thinned out, and that's because even baby goalies are a super fucking amount of money to equip. And so if you're going to invest in this, you got to have a lot of money to invest, and you got to be willing to invest from the get-go. And um, it's harder to do these days. So that's part of it. The other part of it is the league has always had these natural like peaks and valleys. So I'm not too concerned. I think there will be another crop of, of really good goalies coming along. Fair point. Ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. That is true. Um, Looking at this, uh, how many goalies do you think in the NHL have played over 30 games, have started over 30 games? Four. Right, Jen. Uh, I'm gonna say eight. Fifteen. Well, fifteen goalies have started over thirty games. I was really thinking, like, well, how many games have they played? They've only played like fifty some right now. Uh, under no one's played fifty. The highest I see is forty-seven. Gotcha. Forty-eight. Sorry, forty-eight uh, with the. Uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks. Because I was thinking, like, I know Thatcher Demko plays a lot because mm-hmm. he's on my fantasy team. And probably M.A. Flurry plays a lot. Yeah, so here here's the stat line for those 15. UC Soros in Nashville leads the way with 38 games played. Uh, he's 24, 11, and 3 with uh, 235 goals against. That's not terrible. Percentage. Why is he not getting more love? Yeah, that's not terrible. Uh, then Vazileski. <laughs> I don't even know who the backup in Tampa is. Uh, 25-7-4. and four. Um, 223 goals against 922 save percentage. Then we get to Connor Hellebuck. <clears throat> 36 games played. Or 36 starts. 15-15-6. Middle of the road. 282 goals against. Not too great. Nine, uh, 913 save percentage. Eh. All right. But again, not not. this is the Joe Flacco conversation for goalies. Tristan Jari somehow has 24 wins in 36 games uh, okay. with a 221 and a 925. Demko, like you said, 35 games, 18-15, 257 and a 919. 
M.A. Fleury, 33 games, 14-16-3 with a 293 goals against at a 908 save percentage. Yikes. Here's one. Jacob Markstrom, 17-10-5, uh, 220 goals against, 923, and seven shutouts this year. That's in Calgary, right? Sure is, buddy. Oh. <laughs> 17 wins, seven of them coming from shutout. My God. God. He was supposed to be the savior for the Canucks. Right? And then they let him go. Then he, he was like, well, all my shit's already here. Why don't I just go to Calgary? Exactly. I'll just go 12 hours east. Uh, there's better mountains there. Then uh, Laner played 33. Um, Philip Grubauer's played 33, or started at 33, and his numbers are a debacle because he plays for an expansion team that's shit. Johnny Gibson. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky somehow 23-4. and four. Um, with a 256 goals against and a 920 save percentage. The Remember, Panthers are a lot of fun to watch this year. The Panthers are an interesting specimen. Yeah. Like, like especially Bobrovsky, who last year everyone was putting dead to rights. Now he's bounced back, winning 23 of his 32 starts. Yeah. So, interesting. How the fuck are we to do? Uh, Darcy Kemper, uh, Jack Campbell, both have 21 wins and single-digit losses. Then Andre Nedeljkovic uh, in Detroit. And Freddie Anderson in Carolina. Yeah. Not a lot of elite names. Some decent stats, but again, you can check chalk that up to the team that's in front of them too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at the guys like UC Saros doesn't get a lot of attention. Tristan Jari only gets it because he fucks up a lot. Uh, Bobrovsky's having a revival, but then everyone else is kind of like meh, middle of the road. Cam Talbot has 18 wins. He's top 10 in wins. That's amazing. This does kind of tie back to the conversation we had about how scoring has um, also ticked up progressively over the past like three or four years and how scoring is probably at its highest. It's been in uh, quite a while this year. Definitely. I would say it's on a, it's on a hell of a clip. Here's a fun fact. My goalie with the most points this year. Who do you think? Uh, Jen? I have no idea. Well, that's why we have to take a guess. You have a ticket. Uh, Murray. All right, Johnny. We're going to go with uh, Pavel Francois. Freddie Anderson, four assists this year. Uh, I just wanted to see Francois like make a save and then Calvacar skates through like 14 <laughs> players and scores. <laughs> <be> fantastic. <laughs> Assist. Woohoo. Woo. Chalk it up, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Darcy Kemper's taking over that Colorado net. And the Coyotes didn't want them. They're like, nah, we're a Carter Hutton family here. <laughs> oh, I mean, they were they were downsizing. Yes, and they're, they're moving into a smaller apartment, right? So they needed to, they needed to get rid of some size. Guys, we got to get out of here. Uh, why? Nah, we don't have the space. Yeah, they're just throwing pieces out right now, donating it to Goodwill if they need to. God, Carter Hart's st- stats are terrible too. Fuck. Yeah, that's kind of sad to me. Uh, I wanted Carter Hart to be better. They, uh, the Flyers did a bunch, right, to get like some really good defenders this season, and they just fallen apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in a big way. Wasn't so great, Bob. But, you know, I would feel bad, but, but it's Philadelphia, so I couldn't care less. That's true. That's, uh, <laughs> Very true statement. They still have gritty. Yeah, they do. That's I mean, that's the only upside is they have gritty. Yeah. 
It's really the only redeeming quality. But yeah, hopefully ebbs and flows. Hopefully we have uh, Carl Vilmelka, not as the uh, punching bag for long. The guy who I don't think anyone knew uh, prior to this and probably will not know after this. He's one of those goofy catching goalies, so he really is pointless. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the first goalie that comes out with two gloves. Oh, nice. No, no stick. You know how? Well, I mean, you could still have like a stick on one side, right? Like. Maybe I don't know. Just a just an extra a glove, a way to like hold the. I mean, you had uh, you had Dan Blackburn with two blockers. Why can't we go the other way? We'd have to go no stick because you're not gonna be able to hold a stick like unless like you're gonna have to drop it to catch it. I mean, well, I mean, why not? I I don't know. How do you? How do, I mean, maybe you could just have a contraption where the stick is like velcroed to the glove mm. or something. You could still have a stick. It blocks the five hole. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I, uh, Mark's the engineer. Mark needs to come up with this. Well, He's an engineer and a goalie. He should be able to figure this shit out. He should have figured this out by now. Like we, yeah. we should be making money and getting further and further south. Um. All right. So feel like go. the feel like the blocker is a wasted uh, a wasted pad for goalies. Like there should be more. You should be able to use that better. <laughs> Gotta be more efficient. I mean, what what do you use the blocker for? You just you hold the stick, and then if somebody shoots it, you just like push the puck to the corner. Come on, there has to be a better way that you can use that hand. There's got to be a better way. Well, now we do with glove hand. <laughs> it's actually just a blocker pad, but instead of the blocker, it's got like one of those little like nets it's on a, the top a, of it. It's a thick blocker, but the, the it's it's deep. It's like like this deep but and it's it got catches hole, the puck yeah it's got a hole cut in the middle <laughs> so instead of blocking to send it to the corner it automatically freezes the puck for you and then you can get a stoppage exactly you're good you're fine you can hold it up and just play I feel like this is smart yeah i, I think this is we're making millions here like a prototype all right um so we talked about the asg that was a thing for metro division one claude Giroux had a night Trying to uh, make sure that he gets out of Philly by the trade deadline. Uh, so if that game started at 3 p.m., it started at noon? Yes. In Vegas? Yes. Wow. Yeah, no, no I can't. wonder. No wonder coaches were still hungover. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Pete DeBauer, who was, uh, he was, very, uh, he was very adamant that he was still hungover. So good for them. Yeah. Oh, there's the pop dog. There he is. We talk about engineering goalie blockers, and here he shows up. How do I get it to sit on the table? <laughs> it keys itself out. That's the problem. How do you like our new mountain base? Yeah, love it. Love it. Up for years. Love it. We're we're like this much closer to the metaverse, right? <laughs> now we just have to have all our cameras look the same, and then we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I need to apparently get higher in my seat because it looks like I'm just a floating head. Well, we all are floating heads. There we go. How's that? Better? There's better. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Right there. Done it. <sighs> so, Mark, we're thinking about a goalie, uh, a, a goalie getting two gloves instead of two blockers or a blocker and a glove. And I figure what we do is we have a blocker, but we make the top part really thick and then put like a little netting in the middle, almost like a coaster okay. or, or, a, or a, a cup holder. 
So how would they hold? So you, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So they it would still be a blocker because they still have to hold a stick somehow. Sure, sure. Well, but Johnny, then on yeah. top Johnny, of it, Johnny's no, Johnny's all about no stick. Yeah, yeah. no, that's. I'm not trying to work. figure out how to how to make just two catching gloves. Yeah, it's not going to work. I mean, how how are you gonna how are you gonna defend the five hole? First of all, second of all, uh, uh, every every single defense relies on the goaltender being able to play the puck these days. Well, just wait until the new rule comes out that goalies can't play the puck. Or, then I might be on board with the two gloves. Or <laughs> you, make, you make the ca- one of the catching gloves like a highlight thing. Yeah. Oh. I like it. I like that. There we go. Then that way they can play the puck and have a little bit more direction to it. Interesting. Or if they don't know how highlight works, just spike it into the ground and create a turnover. Either way. It's going to be exciting. better. It's like a, it's it's like a tiny like, lacrosse stick. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what we need to do. Just tiny lacrosse sticks. Just, mini, <laughs> just fiddlesticks and away we go. This is kind of bothering me. Why? This whole together mode. It's making me uh, uneasy. Why? Why is, it, why is it uneasy? You don't want to sit next to Scotty? I don't you know. Don't celebrate? This is better. <laughs> celebrate, buddy? You don't want to celebrate? This is much better. Like this much <laughs> oh, better. there we go. Perfect. Like the Chuck E. Cheese. What Chuck E. Cheese do you have where there's balloons everywhere? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what is this supposed to be? Celebration. Oh, look, Mark's behind the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take that. Oh, the cafe. Let's go to the cafe. How are we doing here? Why are we there? The, we go. Chairs on All this right. Side? Why are All we right. Well, chairs on this side of the table? Are we not counteracting? Yeah, and look. Look how big my hand is. Jesus. A mutant. And for God's sakes, why don't I get a cup of coffee? Well, you know, <laughs> trying to hone you out. Where does so the fifth person go? They were, okay, we're watching a movie. Yeah, that was the amphitheater. It's lecture hall. Yeah, this is uh, this is lecture hall. Uh, oh, here you we... should know this one from college. There oh. we go. Minecraft. Minecraft. There we go. Minecraft. Exactly what we need. Exactly what we need in life. We're not blocky enough, though. It's true. Let's go to this coffee shop. Again, what's with these seats? Hey, I'm the old, now me and Jen are the only ones with coffee. That's fine. <laughs> Their seats kind of look like they should be bidets. The seats look like butt cheeks. What kind of bidets are you using, Jen? True. <laughs> What'd you say, Jen? I was literally going to say the same thing. At first, I thought they were like toilets or something. Yeah, see? What kind of toilet you using? See in your bathroom? Scotty is so much bigger than all of us. Why? That's the way it is. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, Mark. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I like it. Wait, I'm not a fan. I see what we're trying to do here. How about kitchen? There we go. <laughs> Sprinkles, man. They like honestly the ratio that they have. They did not put the components in in great parts. No, you no tried. You tried. Um. All right, let's get back to the mountain base. Let's f- stop fucking around and get back to the mountain base. All right, here we are. Um. So, Martin St. Louis is your new head coach, interimly of the Montreal Canadiens after. Uh, uh, Dominic De, uh, Deschamps, Duchamp, Duchamp, do not going to work here anymore. Uh, he's gone. 
Marty St. Louis, interim head coach, uh, last coached a uh, 14 or 13U team uh, to a, a holiday tournament. Um, so obviously the uh, he has it all. He's ready to go. He's busting. Um, not to be outdone though, trying to get uh, get everything back to uh, the 2006 or 2004 through 2006 Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Vinny LeCavier has been given a job in the front office with the Canadians, according to Jen, before we went on there. Ooh, that's nice. Finally, they, they got LeCavier. Yeah, fi- yeah. Finally. Where's Ask Brad Richards? Uh, I don't know where Brad Richards is. That's a great question. We'll ask we Lyle. should ask Lyle. He could probably probably Brad Richards. He's probably seen him at like, the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. He's at the Aldi. Having a good time. Uh, the PEI Aldi. I don't know how I feel about this Martin St. Louis hiring. Yeah, I don't either. I don't buy that. It feels very short-sighted to me. Uh, mm. Listen, I think that you know they're trying to they're trying to get a get a couple feet feet above sea level on this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trying to trying to get anything out of this roster is going to be a tall order. Yeah, I don't think he's up to it. No, I get it. Very true. Mm. Very true. He wasn't. I mean, this team needs legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, he can help with that. He can help with that. I still think he is the uh, most likely to become a Reg Dunlop and just say, fuck it up. <laughs> Playing with this shit. He could probably still hang, that's for sure. Oh, for sure, dude. Like, he's just an animal. Um, Jen, as a Canadians fan, uh, what say you? I'm good with it. Um, I he speaks French, it's... so. True. Yeah, he's um, he's a bilingual coach, which helps um with some things um i think it's kind of a rod brindamore type hiring so i'm i'm good with it just brindamore's done well i'm gonna say just a yoked a yoked former player i feel like brindamore really had a nose for it though yeah Yeah. and word is that uh san louis does as well and I mean, it's not like he's not been coaching at all. He's been coaching minor league, so or junior uh, youth teams, youth teams. Yeah, so I mean, he's not like out of nowhere, nowhere. Um, but it's quite the leap. It is, but you know, um, it's to me, it's better than hiring one of the guys that have been around and been fired before. And this is their fifth team. And, you know, like, why not? Why not hire the, the new guy? Just say yeah, but sometimes you wind up with a Bruce Cassidy that's been around the block and then some and then finds footing on that one team. True. Sure. Right? I mean, that's, that's possible, too. But. um. The Habs aren't that smart. <laughs> Do you think that they were basically like, well, we don't have to pay him anymore? Yeah. That's a fair point. Like, he was already on the payroll. So, And, and essentially, you can just also say it's better than hiring Claude Julian again. Because, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was always it was going that way. So he was available, and he speaks French. But the last time, the, the team gave him a heart attack. So I don't think they're like, hmm. Oh. This probably won't be any better. So. Uh, he's just the interim, right? They're looking for a new coach. Yeah, he's probably going to get an extended deal. He's probably going to be the guy. Uh, he's probably going to be the guy going forward. 
I mean, at the end of the day, right? If you're the Canadians, do you really want to bring a coach into this situation? You've already punted this season. Oh, yeah. You've punted forever and ever. Yeah, but there there has to be no shortage of decent coaches that want to take on the challenge of the Montreal Canadiens right now and prove to that incredible, ridiculous, outrageous fan base that they, you know... Look at look at what Wayne Rooney's doing right now. What is he doing? In the in the championship with Derby County, right? He took a team that was bound for relegation and he's he's pulling them out of relegation from the championship and keeping them up. Well, potentially keeping them up. Right? Isn't he's he doing a playing... fantastic job. Uh, is he? I don't think he is. I think he's just coaching these days. Oh, he was playing last year. Well, he was. He was a player. He was a. He was the ultimate Reg Dunlop. He was last the player year. coach last year, like literally. Yeah. He shoved himself and off owner. At one point I think he's part owner also. <laughs> yeah. At one point last year, he subbed himself on the field in the 88th minute, took a free kick, scored the goal off the free kick, and they won one nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's really incredible. So, in, if Martin St. Louis can do that, then I'm all for it. But really, <laughs> there has to be somebody, a coach, a, a coach out there, somebody that wants the challenge of the mantra. It's not like trying to pull the Coyotes out of rele- out of out of the bottom out of relegation. Six, yeah. Out of relegation should be right. This is the Canadians. They have, somebody out there has to want this job, even if they're struggling this year. But can they speak French? That's the that's the key part. There, I don't know. I don't know who can speak French these days. So it's a dead language. It is. It's not it's not Sanskrit. <laughs> Latin's the closest I got. Exactly. I don't know anybody that speaks French, so no. in France. If... <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Olympics though. Have you? Yeah, I, appreciate I saw a French it. guy get his nuts racked on. Oh a... yeah, that was bad. Oh. That was not great. No. Uh-uh. He didn't say sacre bleu. <laughs> went, ah! Yeah. I don't think that was very English. At that point. Did they say how fast he was going? Wasn't it like the giant slalom or something like that? Like he had to be going really fast. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and just clean, just boom. But it goes to show you're supposed to avoid them. Like you're supposed yes. to go past the gate, so he did really push. between, really between them, uh, preferably, just not yeah. into them. Right, right, right. Yeah, he tried to go between them, <laughs> not, not for nothing. For the longest time, I always thought you had to go through them. So that would have been way more fun, actually. Right, if you were like skiing down the mountain and you had to the, like go into a tuck and like go in between the two poles and yeah. under the flag. You. I mean, they gave you two of them. You could pick one or the other. It's true. Uh, all right, so Marty said, hey, former player corner, we'll just do that. Uh, Danny Briere named special assistant to the general manager in uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> so wait, he's assistant general manager or assistant to the general manager? He's assistant to the assistant general manager. So he's a special <laughs> assistant. Yeah, he's a special assistant. Oh, my God. Isn't, like, can't we just call him a scout at that point? Like, come on. No, he's a special assistant to the general manager. He's the SAGM, the SAGM. Sounds like a made-up position. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
It's to get him. It's to get the inside edge. So when they fire uh, their GM, they can slot him right in. They're like, you have a kid that should be drafted at some point soon, right? No, all both his kids are in college. Oh. draft age. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Uh oh. What's happening, Mark? The pup is uh, tall enough now to get her head over top of the gate that we had her in. <laughs> so she's uh, sort of freaking out. Here, let's see if she can be on. Is she going to be in the mountain base at all? No, nope, you can't see her. No dogs allowed. Apparently. Too far away. That happens. Anywho. <clears throat> oh, um, God. <laughs> How did I get so big? Jesus. There we go. That's better. Whew. Apparently, um, all you need to reset is just put your hand in front of the... Ah, okay. Boom. Reset. Um, Scott Niedermeyer was named special advisor to hockey operations for the Ducks. So we got that going for us. What is with all these special positions? Yeah, I don't know either. It's it's. Basically... I only had three special positions in college. Hey, oh, is this because Nick Lindstrom got a position with the uh, Red Wings and doesn't even have to come to the United States? Essentially, it's just like, hey, we're going to give you this honorary position. It's for the it's for all the money we owe you. Um, Tugaras put out a four-page Instagram post cool. uh, about his retirement. He uh, must have been real mad that I dropped him. Right? Big mad, I believe. Big mad. As the kids say. Uh, he had he basically said, yeah, I can't come back for this hip injury. I don't even know why I tried. Uh, I'm... Well, he played real one really good game. Sure. And, and then... that was his first one. Yeah, exactly. And then that was that. So, um, now it's uh, the Linus Allmark in. It's uh, kind of sad, though. It is. It's pretty much like he's thirty-five, I think, thirty-four, thirty-five. I mean, we've had Ludquist and uh, Tuka Rask retire this year. Yep, we have. Our childhood's going away. By our childhood, I mean uh, not my childhood, my kid's childhood, I'm sure. God, let the dog in. She's in. What is she what is she hassling about then? I don't know. She's in she's sitting right like two feet away from me. You have a take maybe she out. wants maybe she wants to be out. What's your take about uh, what's your take about Tugaras then? <laughs> uh I can't come up with a good dog pun right now. You, you gotta you gotta warn me when you do stuff like that. Hold on, I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing her. Oh, she said he had it rough. <laughs> Yeah, Jen didn't even laugh. Taking a piss, mate. Her fr- her frame's frozen. Fine. <laughs> oh, there she's delayed. See, it's a delayed reaction. So there we are. Um, Johnny's been watching Olympics. I have not watched a single bit of Olympics. So uh, I heard the Danish one today. So that's good. They did. Yep, yeah, beat the crawler. Um, as they, yeah, they beat in the pastry. They beat stuff. they beat the Czechs. Yeah, I turned the game on. I've been turning on USA as soon as I kind of wake up and because you want to get the episodes of Psych in, start my job. Well, (laughs) luckily it's just been uh, it's just been the Olympics into the EPL and back to the Olympics. Nice. Uh, The weird break into Law and Order every once in a while does me in, but you know neither here nor there. I've already seen the episode. So, um, 
this morning I was watching and all of a sudden they started talking about David Krejci and I go, that son of a bitch retired from the NHL just so he could play in the Olympics. Like he saw this coming. Yep. He knew, he, he knew he the it. NHL wasn't going to go and he's like, I'm going to retire and just so he could play in the Olympics. Smart. Didn't do him any good. He lost to the Danish. Well, I mean, he's the only one other team, apparently. Weird part. Weird well, no, they have a. They also have a guy that won the um, Stanley Cup with the Capitals in 2018, who I don't remember his name. Oh, is that uh, is that uh, is that um? It was like Jarabek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the other guy. He was the other. Got him from the Canadians, I think. Was he, he was one of the who... random defensemen that the Caps traded for that de- deadline? He was supposed to be the guy that was better than Kempney, and then Kempney turned out to be better than him. Oh, I do remember him now. Yes. Yeah. But a couple yeah, games. He was playing as well. And then uh, John Walton was on the call and did a fantastic job of shoehorning Lars Eller's win uh, goal in the Stanley Cup finals into the third period of the Olympic coverage. Oh, man, it was fantastic. Tremendous. Well, they got uh, you got a big game coming up today or tomorrow morning. Uh, U.S. against China. We will see how this goes. <clears throat> I am interested to see. Did I? Um, and I, I mean, I could be way off in this situation, but I feel like there was like a day long where people were all up in arms that, you know, like somebody was talking about uh, women's hockey not being in the Olympics anymore. Am I missing something? No, oh, no that, that was Rosie DeMano, who is a complete and utter idiot, um, writing one of their stupid op-eds for Quicks. I, I will say this. She is gotcha. consistent because she said this back in like 96 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, this has been this has been one of her things for a long Jeez, time. Get some new material, for God's sakes. Essentially is what I'm saying. She can't. She literally can't. Her brain cannot handle that. Like learning new things, her brain can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that created a firestorm about her just not wanting the women's. She's like, it's U.S. against Canada all the damn time. Get rid of it. Which, I mean, you know. Meanwhile, can we talk about Italy winning the mixed doubles curling? The curling? That was fantastic. Oh, hey. oh my God. Who saw that coming? That yeah. was. They- are they true Italian or are the Canadians just getting Italian citizenship? It, it could be that, but the the dude definitely looked very Italian. I mean, they were definitely speaking. Well, yeah, in but Italian. here's the thing: he, the, there's a guy from Saginaw, Ontario, who, could, who looks the same way too. Roberto Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> the guy from So Saint Marie, Ontario, looks exactly like some paisan from uh, Milan. So, I mean, it was great. That was fantastic. What was that? Was this morning? Wasn't it, Mark? I believe so. I mean, I, I, it was either this morning or yesterday because I remember watching. I did see it. I think it was yesterday because it was right before uh, the Premier League game yesterday. Oh, it was that yesterday. I saw. You're very yeah. right. Yes, it was yesterday. First off, uh, the curling rink is called the Ice Cube. Um, <laughs> uh, where's Ice Tea? Don't and don't tell me they forgot about Dre. Right. No, uh, Dre, Dre is in Los Angeles. Hudson, oh, Hudson. So, and so Damn was Ice Cube. John. Ice Cube did halftime at the NASCAR event this weekend. So, uh, so the uh, the winners were Amos uh, Mosander and Stephania Constantini. 
Stephanie Casadini is uh, she was 22, I believe. They kept saying like they said it like 40 times during the final against Sweden. Or no, they beat Sweden in the semifinals. They were yeah, playing. They, Norway. I think it was Denmark. Yeah, Denmark or Norway. It was Norway. They beat one of the Scandinavian countries. One, yeah, one of those things with the bar, and they have different. They just mix them up. <laughs> Something like that. Well, Constantini's from Pieve da Cantora, Italia. <clears throat> and Amos and Andy is from uh, Trento. He's that's in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part. I think he, they meant Trenton on Wikipedia. That's just but... misspelled. That's, <laughs> out ex- that's like off exit eight. Right, exactly. Ah, <sighs> uh, man. Uh, welcome, Lyle. Welcome to our mountain base. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's really... It's really cute. Yeah, so, uh, I so, you yeah. all here tonight so, yeah. from your from your mountain lair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the set of Austin Austin Powers. <laughs> right. Have you watched much of the Olympics, Lyle, in your recovery state? Uh, uh, a little bit. Yeah, I've I've watched a little. Um, been mostly highlights so, though, because it comes on so so friggin' early, and of course I have to work and that. So, yeah, you know. highlights should be an Olympic event. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It should be, shouldn't it? That'd be a summer Olympic event, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Or, but... or you could just put them on ice. Oh, uh-huh. that would high lie on ice. Yeah, Go that would ice. be. That's like handball on ice, but but with 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 sticks. Isn't there? Wasn't there like a time where it was just a insane amount of deaths in high lie? There I was because they, 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 they roll that ball at a tremendous yeah. speed. So <sighs> wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, most of them are drunk. It's an Irish sport. <laughs> in 1988 to 1999, the International Highlight Players Association held the longest strike in American professional sports. All right, cool. Did not know that. 11 years? Uh, three years. No, I, I thought you said 88 to 99. Oh, no, that'd be amazing. Uh, but it's a big betting sport, apparently, is Highlight. Mm-hmm. So... We got that going. I know high low is. That's true. That was a good point. <laughs> yeah. I remember discovering the sport on of all things uh, ABC's Wide World of Sports back in the late seventies. Ever see it? It's just like, wow, this is this is pretty wild, you know. Uh, and occasionally, occasionally it would pop up, you know, like on Wide World of Sports, you know, or or in TSN in its infancy when it was looking for, for stuff to cover. So like, you know, 1130 on, on a, uh, on a Friday night, you know, uh, it would be on, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't garnered as big an audience as, as I thought that it would have by now hmm. to be, I mean, to be honest. Game. Yeah. Gaelic football is another really fun sport to watch. I remember it was a time when Australian rules football was a, was was a big thing back in the That's late. That's actually 80s. on FS1 every once in a while here. Is it, yeah, <laughs> just just to watch the the officials in their funny bowler hats and 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 their long like you know pervert jackets go. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I think ESPN two, back when we were growing up, oh, John. like the mid nineties. It was oh, Australian yeah. rules football, like for whatever reason, like on Sunday mornings. Oh. It was the well, X that's Games. because it was live, Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's probably it was, why. 
it was the same thing. I mean, like around around like 89, 90, 91, it would be on TSN. Like you said, usually it was like a Sunday morning thing. You know, so like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, you're hungover and you go, oh, what's up? Oh, great. Australian was football. Awesome. You know? Yeah. yeah. For, for about a year, that was my Sunday go to for hangover recovery. Yeah. Yeah. It was the yeah. X Games. The X Games were always somehow always on ESPN uh-huh. too, and roller hockey. And then the yeah, I was gonna say the the roller hockey with the things behind the ramps yeah. behind the. Goal. The X Games was more of a late '90s thing. Like I, I remember, you know, I don't I don't know. Like I said, it I don't only remember first seeing it when we moved to Alaska in '97, and we got ESPN then, and I remember seeing it like on ESPN too. Yeah, it was all the X Games. It's like oh, okay, well this is different. Yeah. Oh, they're, mm-hmm. you know, doing interesting stunts with, oh, skateboards and small modified bicycles and, oh, oh okay. And yeah. now they're all actual Olympic events. Go yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, it? to show how far they, 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 they've come along, you know, which again makes me wonder why Highline never caught on as, as mm-hmm. a sport because uh-huh. it always fascinated me. Yeah. X Games began in the summer of 1995. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, yeah. So we didn't see it. It's right around the HF Festival. Yeah. yeah, but its heyday really was like late '90s, maybe early aughts. I'd say. Yeah, when Tony Hawk had video games out. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Ten eighty snowboarding on the sixty-four. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be a, a, a skateboarder. But I just remember watching it because for me, by that point, I was I was like in my mid 30s. So it was like I was watching it more as a curiosity rather than as something that, oh, I'm getting right into this. Yeah. My son, who was, you know, he was like eight, nine, ten years old at the time. Oh, he loved it. Yeah. (laughs) But I just like I I didn't dislike it or hate it or anything like that. It was just more of a curiosity or anything like that. It was like, oh, cool. You know. Uh, doing some pretty cool stuff on the skateboard. Oh, look what they can do on a snowboard. That's oh, pretty interesting. Okay. Oh, great. Real sports is on. All right. Let me watch real sports now. You know, With uh, Greg Gumble. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yes. do find I find a lot of the mm-hmm. Winter Olympics that was HBO. sports God. to be like more interesting than the Summer Olympic sports because yeah. I feel like I can't do any of them. Mm-hmm. Like it. <laughs> Like if somebody was like, "Here's a bunch of really long skis, go ski." I'm like, "Fuck that! I have no idea how to do this." And they're like, just going. Oh, up that's and down super mountain. easy, Johnny. Though. And then it's... somebody gives them a gun, and they're like shooting things. And I mean, it's amazing. Like oh. I, like <laughs> ski jumping. I mean, I would be the guy on Wild World Sports right there. Oh yeah, well we all would. Jumping. We all would. I, I I've skied. I've done cross country skiing and downhill skiing, and and. Ski jumping was never something that I was like, oh, yeah, I want to try that. <laughs> Fuck no. Well, just fucking look at the luge, too. Like, that's a son of a bitch. Like, that looks yeah, like the, the luge. <laughs> just My like, God. My favorite thing about the Winter Olympics is it's basically a variety. Like, how many different ways can we try to kill ourselves on ice or snow? That's true. <laughs> that's very true. So today. Well, not, they're not all like that. Curling's not like that. Yeah, you could still kill yourself, I'm sure. Cross country yeah. skiing isn't like that. Biathlon, like winter biathlon, isn't like that because it's all uh-huh. like, cross country skiing is oh, oh, easy. Hold on, Lyle. Hold on. There's literally only one sport in the Winter Olympics that has a gun involved, and you're saying that's the one where people can't die? <laughs> yeah, because you're shooting at targets, not at each other, for God's sake. Look, yeah, I know that the sport originated from Norwegian winter warfare from when they were fighting yes. for, first. When Actually. they were No, not Norwegians. The, yeah, Norwegians when they were fighting Nazis and the Finns when they were fighting the Russians and then yeah. Nazis. 
in the early 1940s. But honest to God, it's target shooting on skis. It's not a, not a big deal. That, that yeah, was part of my military that, training, all for that, God's Lyle, sake. All that changes when the target becomes man. Yes. <laughs> the most dangerous of game. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that, that, that's, geez, that sounds like a movie. Could make a movie yeah. out of that. Has somebody done that? And I don't yeah, think anybody actually, has Lyle, done that. I have it in production. I didn't want to say anything, but Mark kind of spits <laughs> beans. Okay. It's yeah, actually sorry. our first, our first uh, FOHS films. Uh, it's actually called Diathlon. So <laughs> it's about. Oh, uh, that's so good. That is good. Damn it! Now uh, I don't want to see that. I think that. that title needs work. Maybe we could call it a game that's very dangerous. Or, or... Lunds, where it's at, baby. John yeah. Claude Van Damme's in it. Steven Seagal is the guy he's hunting. It's a fucking just mwah, straight DVD hit. Yeah, it's exactly. actually just three hours. Yeah, this would be awesome. Diathlon. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> So it was actually, I think the best tidbit from the Olympics that I've heard oh. so far today was there were two brothers who were uh, doing the like doubles luge and apparently they lived very close to a luge track and they used to just find like things like trays and whatnot so that they could go down the luge track. <laughs> and one night they got caught by security breaking into the luge track and the security guard turned them into this to the luge coach. And now they're in the Olympics. Yeah. That you can't it was make such that a great shit up. Story. It was that's like, like the most. Yeah, that that that's the thing. Like it is, isn't it? Like Winter Olympics. It seems like oh, athletes became athletes by just the the weirdest sort of ways. Like that story. Well, we were farting around on the track, so the the cop caught us and turned us into the luge coach. You said, "I think you kids got something." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. It's uh... mono, but I also think that you've <laughs> also got the ability to luge. So. I will. I will say this. It, it reminds me of the. Uh... Uh, the young uh, San Francisco kid who made the Olympics back in, I think it was 92. I think it was the Albertville Olympics. And it's because he was uh, listening to Beck and he didn't understand the words. He thought he said, I'm a loser, baby. Uh, <laughs> that would have been the 94. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, took, it took a long, it got a long way to get there, but I liked it. When yeah. we finally arrived. Can we hold, pause for a second. Jen, they respect my creative genius. Why can't you? <laughs> Because I live with you, and if I encourage it, well, then other things. Diathlon was fucking good. That's something you find. <laughs> that was gold, man. That was gold. <laughs> that was gold. Yeah. I will. Okay, I will say this about the Winter Olympics. This okay. First, the Summer Olympics. At least most of those events have some historical precedent for like survival, running, jumping, throwing a spear. They all make sense. Let's compete to see who the best is at all this stuff. The Winter Olympics only has one event. It's skiing and shooting things. That's the only event that even remotely resembles any any survival skill that you can compete at. Everything yeah. else is invented for white rich kids. No, 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 no. What it is, what the win of the difference is, is like, yes, your analogy about the Summer Olympics and where a lot of the games come from. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. That's the, a lot of those those things were based more on survival skills. OK, the Winter Olympics is based on entertainment. Because we, because remember, the Winter Olympics, it all originated from mainly Nordic countries and Canada and the northern United States. Why? Because we did shit the wintertime to break up the boredom to entertain ourselves. I so I can't the wait Winter Olympics is based more on entertainment, in. and the Summer Olympics was based more on survival skills. Wait until you get do doubles snow snowmobile racing with a gun. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about or like green green or red shells something that was like a that. bond film wasn't it 
<laughs> Probably. Yes. I saw that in a Bond film. Actually, it was in a Bond, Bond film. Because... I, think, I, think, I think Mark was going with the uh, Mario Double Dash joke. <laughs> no, but I, I was. Fun, but it seemed like I'd also seen that in like a really, in, in a Roger Moore Bond film because the Roger Moore Bond films had the most absurd chase scenes. Jen, you're a, you're a uh, Bond historian. What do you got for us on that one? Um, oh, uh, it's the one with um, the celloist. Not the I spy who loved me. No. 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 Moonraker. No. Okay. Um, the one with the celloist. We are talking yeah. Roger Moore, right? Roger Moore era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm. she's a she's a celloist, and. Mm. Uh, they're escaping through the mountains. Yes. For your eyes only? That I think that's it. That might be it. I think that's it. Yes. Is that a Scotty Bond film? Point. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. They have such weird names. They did. There's a ski chase in The World Is Not Enough, but that's not... Yeah, not but, but that, was just a, that was just a, an updated version of the ski chase scene that they did in the Roger Moore ones. Mm-hmm. There was snow in uh, To Die Another Day. I know that. It was in, in the, or no, Golden Eye. Huh? It was in the. It was in the game. Oh, okay. Well, what do you think about Martin St. Louis when uh, getting the coaching job? I was wondering when we were going to get to that. <laughs> Though I was enjoying this conversation about the, sure. one, about the one yeah. Olympics. So. Yeah, I like the um, Olympics a lot, mm. even if it's in China currently. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, first of all. Uh, you know, the Canadians had to do something. I saw I saw um, our, our old buddy Greg Wyshynski uh, on, on, on the Twitter machine when the news broke that they fired uh, Ducharme, that he thought it was a stupid move. It was like, why are you why are you bothering doing that now? Just, you know, enjoy that, you know, enjoy the tank was sort of like a long kind of paraphrasing him. Um and yeah, I can I can kind of see the point if you're looking at it purely from that. It's like, look, you're you're trying to improve your odds of winning the draft lottery. So why change coaches and, and maybe bring in somebody who could help you improve? Um, but the reason why you do that, even at this stage in the midst of a completely lost season, is you have to to do something to start changing the culture of the room. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Roger Moore, baby. As I said, the chase scenes just got more and more abs- uh, absurd in the Roger Moore era. There it was. But um, anyway, back to my point, though. Um, you, you had to do it to change the culture in the room. You, you had to do it now because it wasn't that the Canadians are losing and that they're losing a lot. It's how they're losing. They're losing badly. Um, there's, there's no spirit, there's, there's no energy, there doesn't seem to be any effort out there to try to win. The veterans appear to have just totally tuned out Ducharme by that point. Uh, the young, the young players just were looking increasingly frustrated. Um, you know, when you're, you know, I don't care what level you're playing hockey at, whether you're pro or even in peewee, you're playing to try to win. You know, um, you're not doing it because like, hey, if we really suck this year, yeah, well, we'll get a really good player next year's draft and we'll get better. You know, no, these guys are wired to win. And even if, yes, okay, the season's 
screwed and it's we're not going to we're not going to make the cut you still have a competitive fire you still want to go out and try i mean the canadians when they missed the playoffs in 20 in 2018 and 2019 those those teams at least were trying they want to and and you you rarely accuse them of of taking a night off or or whatever you know they were definitely trying their best this team there's there's no effort at all now and this is going to be poisonous in the room both to the veterans because you're trying to evaluate which of these guys you want to keep and which of these guys you're looking at trading, okay? Well, <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to get a, a good bead on the guys you want to keep and the guys you want to get rid of if, if, all, you know, if they're all playing terribly, you know, if they're not doing anything or responding at all to your coach. And for the young players, the guys like, like Cole Caulfield, you know, like Alexander Romanoff, like, like Ryan Paling, like, you know, like, like poor Caden Primo, for God's sake, you know, these, these guys, they're, they're getting just beaten up every night on the, on the scoreboard there. There's, it's just so discouraging for them. And, you know, you're to the point where you're hearing pundits saying they need to get those kids back to junior for a while or get them back to the AHL where they can be in a healthier atmosphere and gain some confidence back in their game because they're totally losing their confidence. You know, so if you just stuck with Ducharme for the rest of the season and you just kept losing badly every night, you're going to be inheriting a very bad atmosphere going forward to try and rebuild your team. So, okay, you replace your coach. Um, bringing in San Luis, um, my initial reaction was, was, why are you doing this? Like, why are you bringing in somebody who has never... He's never coached even at the junior level. He hasn't coached at a high school level. His last coaching gig was his kids, his 13-year-old kids' games. That was his level of coaching experience. And you're bringing this guy in to be head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. You know, at a time when when just – the whole atmosphere in there is is toxic, where you know ego, you know the 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 ego the egos are fragile right now. The kids are discouraged. The veterans don't seem to care, and you're bringing this guy in. Why? So my initial reaction was this: this is a stunt, you know. Um, I don't think you can had say a couple that of, with Martin Saint Louis. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had a couple of hours to think about it. I will say, okay. On the one hand, you bring him in. What have you got to lose if he actually manages like they're, they're, he's not going to get him into the playoffs this year, obviously. But if he actually gets them playing better, where they actually at least go out and compete, even if they still lose more games than they win, but they actually regain a competitive spirit. OK, that's a good thing going forward. At the end of the season, you talk with San Luis, see if he wants to keep doing this gig going forward and, and you go from there. Uh, if it doesn't work out well, no harm, no foul. Okay, you brought you 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 get points for thinking outside the box. Uh, okay, fine, bring him in. It's a lost season anyway. Who cares? But I still think that they should have brought in somebody with some level of head coaching experience, either a junior or in from Europe or you know from the AHL. Or the NHL, I'm not saying you bring back Elaine Vigneault. I think they made the right decision there not to bring back Elaine Vigneault. They've been recycling their old coaches now. It'd be, you know, let's stop going back to the well again as far as that goes. Um, 
But San Luis is going to be relying really heavily on his coaching staff. And if if they don't win or if you don't see any real improvement, people are going to say, well, why did you even waste waste his time and everybody else's time bringing him in when, you know, it's it's, uh, you know, Luke Richardson, who's calling all the shots or, you know, it's it's Alex Burroughs or whoever, you know that you have on the coaching staff, if, you know, it starts, well, they're the ones, they're actually the guy, the, the guys that are running the show and Marty's just there to look good. I don't want him to be there and just be a figurehead, you know, or a placeholder for somebody better. To me, that just seems like a waste of time. I, I, I hope for his sake and for the team's sake that this works out. If it does, I mean, I will be the, I will have no problem admitting, hey, I have my doubts. I was obviously wrong. These guys, you know, Jeff Gordon and, and Ken Hughes knew what they were talking about. Fantastic. They're off to a great start. But if this fails, if it falls, if it, you know, if this just turns out to be just, a, you know, a continuation of, of the ongoing clusterfuck, excuse my language. If that's what it continues to be, that's going to put a huge dent in whatever confidence Habs fans might have in their new management. Because now you're going, wait a minute. You know, you brought this guy and he did nothing. He's just there as a placeholder. What was the point? What are you trying to achieve here? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the goal? You know, so is is, is Martin St. Louis going to have the shortest tenure of any Canadians coach? <clears throat> I am not going to go for the bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, you 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 know, it's just like you, Mark, to be to be so shortest. To be, to be just, yeah, the Depending shortest, you know, shortism. You know? <laughs> so I do See, have a, I do have a couple of thoughts, actually. <laughs> Go for it. So is this any different than when the Caps brought in Adam Oates for the last season? Mm. Because we all knew that Adam Oates was not going to be the coach going forward, but they just needed a stopgap. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that kind of thinks that this is genius on the Canadians front because... Everybody's kind of already written them off this year. Mm-hmm. So bringing in somebody else who isn't already on the coaching staff insulates the coaching staff to allow them to stay next season when a new coach is actually brought in. So like if you promote an assistant coach to the head coach and they're still shit, which at the end of the day, let's be honest, is probably going to happen no matter who you put in that position. Yeah. At least at this point, St. Louis can be like, nah, I'm good, I'm out. And they can keep everybody else intact. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it it actually comes off as being, like, a pretty smart move at the end of the day if you already know that nothing's going to change. Which yeah. I feel yeah. like the Canadian, I feel like Gorton's already kind of like, eh, I can't do much this, about this. And this, I'll go this, this season. Yeah, and this feels a lot more like Dale Hunter than Adam Oates, right? True. If you're talking about the Caps, Dale Hunter was, when he got hired in, like, January of whatever That's year that true. was. That's true. Adam Oates was, every, like, started in the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> everyone knew that Dale Hunter was just coming in to fill the gap until a long-term coach could be found. Yeah. You do have to think, though, that this wasn't... I, I don't believe, though, that this was, a, like, a knee-jerk reaction because, I you know, I really do think that they they had put quite a bit of thought into this in hiring San Luis and that they'd probably been talking with him probably for the last couple of weeks 
So I think, you know, I, I'm sure we'll find out more as, as this goes along. Uh, and I think, Johnny, you make a you make a very good point. I mean, this 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 does uh, insulate the current coaching staff if they want to keep them, which which I think yeah. they would, because, to, you know, to, you know, to be fair, yeah. uh, to be fair, um, I do think that, you know, you, you you do have to consider. I mean, Montreal is is on pace for a record setting season in terms of injuries. They're on on pace to eclipse. I think what was it the twenty two thousand? Maybe they needed new training. Two thousand six of seven Kings. I think it is that holds the record for the most man games lost to injury, which is over six hundred and something. And right. I, I do remember that debacle. Yeah, and <laughs> and the Canadians are on pace to eclipse that. So to be fair, yeah, they've been walloped mercilessly by just a, a, a raft of injuries to all their key players. Uh, COVID also took cut a swath through them as well. Um, you know, so it, it, it's not something where I would say, oh, Dominic Ducharme is an incompetent coach or anything like that. I, I, you know, he definitely got played a bad hand, but I think Eric Engels put it best. He said, yeah, Ducharme got played a bit, you know, got a bad hand, but he didn't know how to play it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, yeah, I mean, because again, you could see it in the compete level. If these guys were losing most of their games, but they were close, they were in every contest. They were, you could see that the level was there. You know, I don't think they'd fire him. I think he'd still be in his job right now. They would, they wouldn't have fired him. In fact, I think they probably would turn around and said, "We'll bring him back next season because what happened this past season was, you know, definitely not his fault." But you know, it's. You you could tell by the, the just the the lousy compete level that that a change had to be made if for nothing else than to try and improve the atmosphere in the, in the room, but I'm not going back over that again. But yeah, I I do think Johnny to your point, yeah, it does kind of protect the coaching staff. Um, it could this could turn out to be a genius move either that Montreal you know thinking outside the box brings in a coach who exceeds expectations and succeeds wildly. Or uh, it doesn't pan out, and yeah, he turned out to be a stopgap until uh, somebody better came along. Well, well, I mean, you found somebody that will definitely teach people how to compete. Yes. And work uh, hard and to do that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, maybe within the Canadians organization, he just pulled the short straw, and they're like, all right, you're the coach. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended, right? (laughs) Oh, no. very much intended. Okay, no. Uh, We're allowed to make those jokes. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dwarfs are allowed to make the jokes. Yes. <laughs> I'm a good one to tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm an inch and a half taller than you guys, and I'm gonna lord it over you. Yes. Okay. Sounds <laughs> We'll never be royals. No. <laughs> but uh, nice. Thank the you. thing is, though, is that this also. You know, St. Louis is only going to be in the job at, you know, for at the very least two months, right? To the end of the season. He he comes in. Nobody was expecting Martin St. Louis to be hired. Nobody. When I first saw that you know, uh, post by uh, Renaud Lavois of RDS, I thought, oh, get the fuck out of here. Come on. You know, you can't be serious. And then more people picked it up. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do this. But nobody expected him. So... You know, he comes in, he already has a lot of goodwill because he is very well respected by Canadians fans and media, you know. Um, I feel like he's well respected by, like, everyone. Everywhere. Everywhere. He really is. Yeah, he he, he was, he was, well, everybody loved his spirit because, let's face it, yeah, he came in, you know, at a time when players of his size 
weren't expected to make it in the NHL, you know, and he it, he very much was, you could say, kind of a trailblazer for, you know, for to bring the, to, to prove that, look, players don't have to be six foot five and two hundred and forty pounds to succeed in this league. You know, um, his Hall of Fame credentials and career speaks for itself. And you and everything that I've read and heard about him is just like, yes, he was very much a leader, very much during his playing days, very much, you know, a voice in the room that everybody listened to and respected. Maybe that helps translate over into a successful coaching career for his sake and for the head's sake. I hope so. But if it I doesn't, mean, well, yeah, but Brindy had some coaching experience, Jen, before he jumped, before he became a head coach with, uh, he was an assistant coach before he became a head coach. What about Ted Lasso? Oh, there you go. Mm. <laughs> Barbecue uh, sauce. Some breaking, <laughs> some breaking news. Okay. Uh, Kamer Granado named assistant general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Nice. Mm. She will be named that, I think, eventually soon here. Good. Uh, I hope that's a promotion. She was a scout before, right? So wait, scout Van- Vancouver Canucks, an, oh, another assistant GM? Yeah. Because they already yeah. have an assistant GM mm. in Emily Castonguay. It's another AGM. Another AGM. Okay, we're going to have two. Cool. Hey, great. Also, okay. per a source uh, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Brad Marchant will be suspended six games for his incident against Tristan Jari last night. Wow. Oh, he has to. He, yeah. he had to. He had to be well. It was automatic. You can't sit there and go, oh, well, it was an automatic five-gamer if he's going to have an in, in-person meeting. It was going to be well, a five-game suspension. A defender, so. <sighs> and there was zero reason to skate over and punch a goalie in the mask. That's true, and then stick him in the throat. And then stick him in the throat, yeah. But he had a uh, he had a prior commitment in uh, November, so that made him a repeat offender. <laughs> and then away we go. Mm-hmm. A prior suspension. I feel like that would be really funny if, you know, he was going to have his suspension notice with Gary Bettman. He's like, you know, I got a prior commitment. I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> I, I like the uh, the wording. Uh, he is going to be offered an in-peer, uh, in-person Zoom call. Like, well, I hope so. I hope it's, it's either one or the other. It can't be both. <laughs> I sure in-person Zoom call would be really weird. I sure as hell hope that they're using this mountain base for the Zoom right? calls. <laughs> Great if they did. They made <clears throat> wonderful. Uh, the 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 Blackhawks are showing off all their skill. We're going to interview <laughs> Peter Giorelli. We're going to interview Matthew Darsh. Interview all the people. And we're going to let you know about it. Yep. Yeah. We're going to be transparent after our owner went off on a report. Oh my it. god. Yeah. Yeah. That just just when they thought they were starting to hose themselves off of of the you know the filth that they cover themselves in with the, you know, with how they handled Kyle beach, you know, Rocky words, just set all of that back. You know, My favorite was, part of that is instead of making his own apologies and, and whatnot, mm, he basically had Gary Bettman do it for him. Yeah. Oh God. And that, that was, that was even worse. Jen. Well, he that, worked that, for that the was owners. Even worse. Hold on. He worked for the owners. He has to do their. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, and, you know, there is a Wurtz I feel sorry for, and that's Danny Wurtz, because the question was originally directed to him. Rocky jumps in and goes, I'm going to answer that. And then he just proceeds to shit all over Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, who asked that, that question. 
And Which when, was an when, honest and fair question. Yes, there was nothing wrong with that question. Anybody else, all they had to do was just basically just pay lip service for God's sake. You know what I mean? Just say, we've learned from this experience. It was dreadful what happened to Kyle. We make sure, you know, we've taken steps, blah, blah, blah. You just offer up a word salad, you know, even if you don't feel it. But you offer up, you know, you say something positive and move on. And he just went off. And Danny at one point tried to to get in there, you know, to kind of steer it back towards him to get this thing back on the rails. And Rocky just, that just sparked him even more, you know. And then he offers up a mealy-mouthed statement the next day. You know, and then Batman, like you said, Jen, covers up for him, you know, two days later saying, well, he had a moment. Really, he had a moment. Kyle Beach had a decade of hell. And and we're supposed to feel sorry for Rocky Wirtz because he had a moment because he didn't want to talk about this anymore. You know, sorry. Um, it's a stupid argument because, I mean, you could argue that Brad Marchand had a moment last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brad Marchand, basically a good guy. Uh, he just had a moment, you know. We all have um, moments, right? Sure, sure. I've sure, come to sure. the realization, though, that, like, when when you have that friend, right, and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, don't worry about it. He's an asshole, but he's a really great person when you get to know him. Yeah. He really is an asshole. You've just yeah. stopped looking at the fact that he's an asshole. Like, yeah. you, you've yeah. moved on past yeah. that. You don't watch it. You don't You don't think about it anymore. Well, and it, the whole thing raises the question as well. I mean, you know, remember when, when Rocky Wirtz took over from his late father? I mean, the, yeah, the Blackhawks were at one of the lowest periods in their history. And he came in and it was supposed to be change everything, change the culture. It was going to be better. And, yeah, lo and behold, within, what, four years, you were Stanley Cup champions. And the Blackhawks meant something again in Chicago. And they weren't a laughingstock anymore, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes off the way that he did and you have to wonder is he really the guy to be you know leading this thing because he is the chairman of the blackhawks you know his son may be in charge of handling these programs to make sure that you know what happened to kyle beach never happens again to another player in the blackhawks or to anybody else in the blackhawks <laughs> organization regardless of whether they're a player or not you know but is Rocky Wirtz really the right guy to have in there? I mean, you know, yeah, I know the investigation absolved him of, of any blame for what happened, that he wasn't aware of it. And that may very well be. But you know what? His outburst made it seem to me that, you know, for somebody who apparently was absolved and, and didn't know what was going on, you're acting awfully guilty. You're certainly acting defensive for nothing else. Why are you acting so defensive? You know? Yeah. And it makes me wonder, and Mark Lazarus raised the question as well, is he fit enough to be, you know, to continue being the chairman of the Blackhawks? If that's the way he, his attitude's going to be with, with serious issues like this. But, I don't know. It's okay, he had a moment, all's forgiven, Gary said. Back and it's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, a moment. Yes. Yes, a Montclair yes. uh, moment. <laughs> Uh, Tuka Rask retires after 15 seasons. Uh, yep. Best draft pick the Toronto Maple Leafs made in the last 20 years. Exactly. Hey, listen, Pogi's <laughs> like, fuck you. Go Leafs, go. <laughs> how, do you look, how do you like me now? Mm. So, there's that. Obviously, yeah. 
surgery yeah. was big. That surgery was that the same surgery that uh, Emery had at the younger age? I believe it was. I think so. Yeah, and so, um, and Emery like, barely came back, and he was much younger when he had that surgery done yeah. too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I will say this though, for Tuka, for Tuka Rask, you know. There were not all Bruins fans, but there was a, a good number of Bruins fans who really took this guy for granted, often underappreciated him, constantly compared him to to Tim Thomas, um, you know. But yet Tuka Rass, you know, he's he's the franchise leader in games played by goalie, franchise leader in wins, second all time in shutouts. He backstopped them to two Stanley Cup finals, and their losses in the Stanley Cup finals were not solely on him. I've noticed that his critics try to pin it all on him, which is, of course, just complete and utter bullshit. Um, he wins the Vezina Trophy in 2014. He was a finalist for it in 2020. He was my pick to win it in 2020, to be honest. Um, you know, he was one of, he will go down in Bruins history as one of their all-time great goaltenders. And I think I, I sincerely hope that those Bruins fans who didn't appreciate what they had with Tuka Rask as their starter for almost a decade, maybe now that they don't have him there anymore at his best, maybe they'll kind of appreciate maybe what they had. Because, you know, without Tuka Rask, they don't get to the Stanley Cup final in 2013. They don't get to the Stanley Cup final in 2019. They don't become one of the, the top teams in the league for almost a decade without him. Yeah. I still think that one of the most fun moments of Tukaresk's career was uh, when he lost a blade <laughs> and uh, couldn't yeah. push off for a while, and then the play stopped, and he got over to his blade and threw it at the official. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did have a bit of a temper. <laughs> my, well, my favorite moment of course happened when he was when he was still uh when he was still with their their AHL affiliate before he could call up full time and he completely snapped and he picked up the the milk carton cart and the whole held the pucks and just turfed it down the he hall. did it across the ice yeah yeah it was, he had it was a bit a of a temper. Call it shootout i think it was and then they mm. went there yeah uh, but right. temper or no he was one of their best so it's true yeah yep. that's very fun. true Got the job done. Damn right. Um, what else we got here? What teams are looking to sell, Lyle? What are we? What are we selling here at the deadline? Arizona. <laughs> yeah, the de- they're selling everything. Oh yeah. Um, well, Arizona obviously, Montreal obviously, um, Ottawa Senators are are selling, but they're also they're also looking at buying as well. What? Because uh, they got themselves a whole bunch of cap space both for this season and next and i think they're going to uh, target some teams that uh, are going to be you know looking to gain some cap flexibility either for the trade deadline or for next season and maybe see if they can't uh, bring in some guys uh, that are already under contract that can kind of help uh, shape their future going forward guys in their mid to late 20s i'm thinking maybe somebody like vancouver's connor garland maybe you know, very affordable 4.95 mil contract for the next four seasons, 25 years old. I think he'd be a good addition there. You know, I uh, I think it was Pierre Lebrun was was suggesting, well, maybe they should uh, look at guys like uh, Columbus's Patrick Laine, uh, you know, you know, because they're restricted free agents uh, with arbitration rights who are a year away from uh, UFA eligibility. 
yeah, you could go after those guys, but I don't. I think it would take a massive contract, long term, massive ten million a season for for Line A to maybe convince them to sign with the Ottawa Senators for more than a year. Right. So that's why I think the that uh, I think they prefer going after somebody who's got who's already under contract. Yeah, you know, a little bit easier. Thing is, the Senate, the Senators. We said this earlier in the show. The Senators are fun to watch. Actually. They do this, but they've done this for the last two years, Scotty. First half of the season, they suck on toast. And then they turn it around in the second half, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Like, they were, yeah, they were a lot of fun to watch. They, they definitely made it interesting against the Hurricanes last night in that third yeah. period. It was hang on Harvey time, but they got the job done. It was a big win for them. They won their 5-2-2 two and two in their last nine. It's like, yeah, they're definitely playing better in Montreal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Us, us on this call right now could probably play better. Yeah. Um, Columbus is going to be looking to sell. Uh, hey, if you want yourself a well-traveled Max Domi, he can be yours. Or uh, not so well-traveled Jack Roslovich, who was supposed to be resurrecting his career in his hometown. Oh. He could be available for the right price. So, uh, yeah, Columbus is going to be selling. Basically, yeah, most of the teams that are wallowing down at the bottom of the standings with no hope in hell of uh, reaching the playoffs, yeah, you can put them into the sell category. There we go. Sell, 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 baby. Yeah. Still five and a half weeks away from the trade deadline, though, so the selling won't start for real until probably when the calendar flips to March. Might Might see the odd move maybe by the end of this month, but, you know. To get people primed and ready to go. Mm. I, for one, kind of hope that all of the big names are traded before the trade deadline. Just oh, so that Christ. Has I, some... I, I love that. I honestly do. People has a date that, oh. to himself and, you know, people, TSN people has an eight-hour time slot. <laughs> people sit down and they ask me, oh, you must get so mad when, when half of the big names are traded before trade deadline. I said, no, I love it. Because, you know, if a big name gets traded days before, I mean, it drives traffic to my site, which is great. Uh, traffic's going to be big on my site on, on trade deadline day anyway, regardless. So the more the big names that go beforehand, the more I like it because it, it makes uh, trade deadline day a little less hectic for me because when all the big names are still on the board on deadline day, sure, it's a lot of fun, but oh my God, it's, it's, it's as busy as hell. It, it just gets crazy, especially in the final hour and a half, but, uh. I, I love it when we you know the more name big names that go before uh, the trade deadline, the better, because, yes, then the real fun is sitting around watching TSN and Sportsnet and now ESPN trying to fill hours and hours of time when nobody's moving. No, it's fine. I'll just throw it on ESPN plus like they have with the games. Mm. There has been very little games on ESPN, the straight up network. Correct. Mm. That's yes. That's yeah. a very true statement. <clears throat> yeah. How's TNT doing with their coverage of it? They're dynamite. Are they really? <laughs> oh, uh, I walked into that one. But seriously, though, how are they doing? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's the same. Is it better <clears> than <throat> OLN? Uh, it's the uh, same OLN days. people. It's almost the same people that are there. It is almost the same people. You're very right. <laughs> yeah, but not quite Except on the caliber. They added of, like uh, a more douchey like group. Yeah, they the, added uh, they added a, a douchebag frat boy guy who's actually 35, a Van Wilder type, and then Wing. That's no way to talk about Wyshynski. Oh, uh, no, I was talking about uh, Biz Nasty. Uh, Wachinski, yeah, I know. Ga- Wachinski's gone into de- Degenerate Gambler. Um, yeah, I noticed well, that. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, well, they want them to have shticks. That's his. 
I guess. Hey, he's earning big, big ESPN bucks. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I have no reason to feel envy. He hasn't, he hasn't been out there wanting that ESPN cash. He's been just showing hot dogs everywhere. It's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's a completely different website. That's a completely different ESPN. That was in that mm-hmm. big. Oh, uh, boy. Um, <clears throat> God damn it. Um, <laughs> the sickness. I'm down with it. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. Lyle, you like the uh, the All-Star game, yeah? You're a big All-Star game guy. You uh, were one of the many thousands of people who watched that uh, tripe on Saturday. I actually, I actually did did watch it. Well, okay. Um, did my you wife stumble I... on it like most other people because they forgot it was a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> no, no. No, um, my wife and I always watch the my skills wife. competition. My wife. <laughs> we always watch the skills competition on Fridays. The day, you know, the night before, we always enjoy that. So I didn't mind the skills competition. The game, um, I had it on in the background while I was reading. And when something interesting came up, I would glance up to see what it was and then go back and, and read again. That's about how you should treat the All-Star game. Yeah. Well, in this instance, you know, I, I had to take a I had to take like three days after my surgery to kind of like I had to work at a obviously at a a lesser pace, a lighter workload. So for once I had for I had a rare Saturday afternoon with nothing to do. So I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to read oh, the All-Star Games on you. I'll put it on the background. OK, so. um, So here are some ratings. We're all big. Oh, enough. boy. Here we go. Let's guess the ratings. Yes, let's guess the ratings. Johnny, guess the rating for the All-Star Game on ABC. C. I'm just What's kidding. Are you really looking for numbers? <laughs> Looking for numbers, 0.0 to whatever the hell you want. I'm going to go that their rating was uh, 3.2. All right, 3.2 rating share. So we're going rating share. Mark? Like, what are we talking here? It's like the Super Bowl, like a 20? Like, Super Bowl can we get can... 34 share. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, 0.7. Okay, Lyle? 1.9. Jen? 1.3. Mark closest to the hole, zero point six. Whoa! <laughs> uh, it was probably Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, one point wow. one five million for the All Star Game. It is the oh, lowest. Three point two was way high then. The I lowest since two thousand and nine. I shouldn't uh, have gone first. And this was on ABC. Of course, it was a Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. but the uh, skills competition was up. Averaged 1.1 million viewers, which is the most watched since 2012, up 29% versus uh, 2020's uh, event, and up 77% since 2019. Yeah, see, everybody most... likes the skills competition. It's great. Nobody likes the game. We just like the skills competition. It was the largest viewership of the day on cable amongst 18 to 49 year olds. There you go. You know, it's almost like this new format of whatever they play these days with the three on three or I don't even know what they do anymore. Cause I haven't watched yeah, it's still three on three. It's like, nobody likes it. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. Maybe, you know, listen to your fans and go back to some format that they might I have. Watch. I have always, I have been, I will die on this hill mm-hmm. that you keep the skills competition, but the rest of it's a fucking comic con. You do conventions. You already have the people there for the fan. Why fest. not? Nobody gives a sh- nobody gives a fat flying fig about the goddamn game. Oh my they god! They want a million dollars. To, they want a million would... dollars to split up against ten people. It's pocket change for these. Yeah, spots. that's what I was gonna say too. Like the million dollars is literally nothing 
Yeah, it's chump change for these guys. Split up amongst everybody. Well, doesn't yeah. doesn't this feel like it should be like Celebrity Jeopardy, where it's a million dollars, but they don't actually get the money; they give it to a charity. Shouldn't that be yeah. sort of what they do well, here? Well, on the line, Mark. I mean, we we were talking about this during the during the, the hockey news meeting earlier today, and they were saying we were all saying the same thing. Everybody loved the skills competition. The game was a yawn, and they and one of the guys would say, you know, being in Vegas, he said, you would have thought that maybe they would have like, you know, maybe went along with a the gambling theme somehow and maybe like put bets or something like that. Let the players kind of like bet. Bet on themselves. Like, yeah. Or against themselves. Now that's what I'm talking about. Well, here, yeah, like, here's the which your teammates going to get this goal? Oh, he's going to make this save. Oh, how many pad saves do you think uh, Vasilevsky will make in this period? And then whoever wins, they donate that money to charity. You know, pro- it'd be, it would have been a great is, way to kind of add some spice uh, to the game. If it was, if it was gambling, and Vander Kane would call up the office and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, guys. Why am I not a part of this? These guys are amateurs. I know how to gamble. I've got the bankruptcy to prove it. Got the bankruptcy and the charges against me. What? Oh, my God, yes. What I didn't like in the entire All-Star game was that they didn't go all in. If they're going to go all in, I want the fucking face-off dots to be poker chips. Sure. I want, yeah. I want the crease to be a different color. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's go all in. Yeah. If we're going to make this happen, change mm-hmm. the ice up. Let's go. Let's make it make it more fun. Make mm-hmm. center ice roulette wheel. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You have a it doubler used- pucks. Yeah. It used to be that the All-Star game was in the preseason. And it was a team of All-Stars versus the Stanley Cup champions. Yes. I'm old enough to remember the last game of that. That was in 68. I was five years old. Yeah, and I think changing up the format and moving the game is actually worth thinking about because the players obviously want this break in February. Like They just want the days off in February. That's obvious. So why not just give them the days off in February and move the game to a different point in the season? Hmm. Because, I mean, making it in the preseason is a great way to advertise the upcoming season. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt in the game because these guys are not going all out. So, you know, it's just glorified con hockey. Right. And, I I mean, I think it would be a great preseason event. And I Mm -hmm. don't see what the downside is to it, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, it's what is what is going to hurt ratings. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I think I think it might actually become their highest rated preseason game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So. Yeah. It's like they said, everybody loves the skill competition. I still like Scotty's idea, though, too. You make it kind of like, you know, skills competition, then go full Comic-Con where fans get to, you know, get to meet the players and, you know, yeah. maybe they could do some cool events or something like that. People dress you know. up in cosplay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> their favorite mascot. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because the the game itself, you know, is is a joke, and you know. But I mean, to maybe to Jen's point, maybe yeah, if they've made it a, a preseason game, you know, hey, maybe maybe that could help generate some some excitement for the start of the season. Who can say, you know? See, I was joking around that I think the All Star team should play against the last place team, <laughs> and then if the last place team wins, they actually get two points. There you go. Yeah. Hey, it's it's a thought. It's not a bad thought. 
Honestly, I'm not I'm not laughing at you. I'm I'm thinking, hey, you know, if you're trying to bounce ideas off a wall to make this more exciting, right? To generate some interest. I mean, why not? Well, mm-hmm. three on three didn't work. No. I think everybody's grown tired of that format. They should they, the one thing I think they should go back to doing though, because I did enjoy when the players held their own draft. I did enjoy that. And I yeah, think fans well, enjoyed it too. I That's think just the because people that- were drunk. Well, the problem with that is I think some of the players and their agents complained that what if I'm picked last? Oh, for God's sake. I Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's what it was, Jen. There were actually some who had fragile little egos, right? Who couldn't yeah. handle being boss. picked just last. Phil Kessel. Actually, Phil Kessel handled it very well. Mm. Seriously, he, I, he actually handled it quite well. I do miss the drunk green room, though. Yes, yes. the drunk green room was 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 fun. I love though Ovi's Ovi's thing where he's like, "I need a car." Seriously, I, I need a car. That was, yeah. a, and then it turned out he was doing it for a fan. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, like that was fantastic. Everybody was going along. Oh, great joke, Ovi. Great joke. I'm, Seriously, I need a car. And then you find out that he was hoping to to you know to to win the car so he could give it to a fan. Who needed the car? You know. That's why we love Ovi. That's and why he'll never go to an all-star game again. Right, exactly. Yeah. He'll fake COVID if he needs Yes, to. that's right. Yes. He faked COVID. Oh, oh, those Russians. <laughs> you know. Those Russians and their subterfuge. I mean, anybody can get a positive COVID test nowadays. Exactly. You can get anything these days. Oh my God, yes. You know. I could get a toe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can walk. I can literally walk down the hallway, get a toe. I asked for it. <laughs> just scribble on a piece of paper. I need this toe. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I go in there and just get people's urine. It's amazing. Oh. Look, I, a toe I, was one thing. I was with you on that. But you, you had to bring up the bodily fluids. And I'm sorry. I, I draw the line there. And I, and then I go Appendages up to, is one thing. And I, and I go up to my friends and I go, you're in trouble. And we have a good laugh. <laughs> It's a great time for us all. Uh, any other news, Lyle, that we need to speak upon? I think we got it. We got. I think we hit all the main points. Oh, fuck, I gotta it's do been that. a down week. It kind of has. The Blues just signed Bay to a three-year extension. Yes, oh, yes. For- thank you, Jen. I knew I was forgetting something. Yes, that is correct. Thoughts on I mean, that, that's guys? A, that's a good idea, right? <clears throat> like, I don't see anything bad. About, I mean, he's done okay with them. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was, there was that thing. Cup. Didn't they do a thing a couple of years ago where they 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 won some trophy or something? I don't know. I can't. Right. I think it was yeah. the All Star game, right? Yeah, no, he won the All Star game trophy. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Made Actually, a- I don't think anybody's surprised that they resigned him. He's man, he's done a really good job for them. Their Blues are playing really well this year, despite Bennington not having the best season of all. Of course, Vili Usa is. Saving their bacon there more often than not. Uso, Uso. 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 Yeah. And uh, he's been doing well. He's been doing Yes, well. they've done very well. Uh, can you guys stall for like another two minutes? Yes, we which, can. Which so, uh, so oh, anyway. Jared. Jared. <laughs> Jared Stahl. Jared Stahl. <laughs> work, work, work. Eric Stahl. Um, Do you remember the time that he ran up to the upper deck in uh, the HBO with Road to the Winter Classic? When they were actually good and not six minutes long. <laughs> yeah, Lyle, what did they do Winter Classic wise? Because TNT just did like a five minute intermission hit for uh, what they were doing. 
Or did they steal? Did they steal that from TNT and Sportsnet? Yeah, like, oh, this is fine. They're not going to ever at any point make the All Star Game the Winter Classic, right? Because these and are that's two what big they money. Should do. That's but these what are I've two been... big money events. Like you I've have to keep s- them separate, right? I've been screaming about that since they started doing outdoor <clears throat> games. It's like you want to make the friggin' All Star Game better, hold it outdoors for God's sake. No, well, think... can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> well, think about this for a sec, though. The All Star jerseys are already shit. Enough as it is, so why why even bother making these shit jerseys for teams that play in the Winter Classic? I won't name names, but I think we all know who we're talking about. No name names. No name names. I'm lost. Yeah. The 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 jerseys that we were reviewing earlier this year. Oh, there. It wasn't the Winter the, Classic jerseys. The jerseys. The, okay, oh. sorry. Jesus, it's an outdoor game. I got them fucking confused. Who cares? All of the jerseys suck. <laughs> Make those the All Star Game jerseys, and just make combine the events, <laughs> and make one big shitty jersey and a shitty event that Should nobody will watch. Shitty walk. I, I, hey, so I if anything, like, you're saving money on production costs. That's fair. I do agree that I feel like the All Star Game at this point should be an outdoor game and just make it a party. Hold it in Lake Tahoe. There we go. Every year, no fans. That's the true ex- NHL experience. Fuck the fans. On a golf course in Lake Tahoe. Exactly. All right. Well, that was enough time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Kumja last week for the pick'em. Lyle, big win. 16 goals. Outpacing everybody. Five for me and Sean. Uh, Mark with four. Johnny with three. For the total for the year, Lyle and I are tied 141. Johnny third, 107. Mark, 106. A battle for who could pick last for the Frozen Four as we get ready. <sighs> What league are we in again? Uh, we are doing the AHL this week. The, the American Hockey League. 31 teams. Uh, the Charlotte Checkers have hold the, held the title for the last three years due to COVID. Um, <laughs> so they have they are defend, reigning defending Stan, uh, Calder Cup champions. Defending Stanley Cup champions, yes. Exactly. You had it right the first time. Yeah. 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 Jen, the map of the AHL is interesting to me that there's quite literally nobody in the middle of the country. Nope. Nope. It's kind of dead space after Iowa. (laughs) It's just kind of, there's just kind of like a big dead space there. And then Mark's trying to make his own team down in Southern Virginia. It looks, oh, no, sorry. That's North. No, that is Virginia. No, that's the Chubby Deckers. That's North Carolina. Yep. It happens. Interesting. Jen, Jen, go ahead and pick an AHL team. Admirals. Which one? <laughs> no <laughs> That's right. The other Admirals went to the e- ECHL. Uh, which one? Um. Then that goes to Johnny. Wow. I think I, I think I picked. I, I found a team currently. Holy shit! I like how we, Wikipedia gives the NHL affiliates. Uh, I'm gonna pick the team that appears to me after a quick look. Of having the most NHL affiliates in uh, two different teams, uh, the uh, Kraken and the Panthers, and they're also uh, they're also coached by a guy uh, not not Stig, but also Gordy, Gordy Kinnear. Sir, that's uh, Gordy. That's uh, that's Gordy. I'm just gonna call him Gordy. <laughs> in the uh, Charlotte Chubby Checkers. 
And they play at the Bojangles Arena or Bojangles oh, yeah. Coliseum. Bojangles Coliseum. Mr. Bojangles. I uh, didn't, my, uh, my God. I, having uh, an AHL team that's split affiliate has to be tough as shit. Well, that's only because the Kraken are in it and uh, the set list aren't ready to play yet. Mm. Um, which is ironic. Uh, Mark. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Chuck Knobloch in Hartford is a. I'm looking at. I think you know what. I might as well just go with him. I'm gonna go with the Hartford Wolfpack. Nice. They play at the Extra Large Center. Yeah, and I mean, just it seems sweet. Doesn't seem that smart to play in a, an arena that you can't fill, but you know, but you, uh, who knows that they can't fill it? I mean, it's, it's very large. It's they very large. Extra large. Yeah, they get you get more value that way. It's great. You get more drink. It's fantastic. Which one do you think is bigger there, the extra large center or the giant center? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. Very good question. We have to measure. Whoa, easy. It's probably not. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say the Texas Stars, uh, the name of the Texas Stars Arena I again. We won't go through that again. <laughs> yeah. can't, can't say that one, buddy. <laughs> I am going to uh, the the Nick Riviera Arena, the Upstate Medical University Arena. Uh, <laughs> and Lyle. Uh, okay, uh, sticking with my wrestling theme, of course, keeping it modern this time as I'm going with the Ontario Roman Reign. Mm. Ontario. All right, there we go. All right. You know I had to do it to him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by Sean's graces, we have decided to do this whole thing of the haha fuck you. Go to January 15th, 2001. Shit. This is pre deadline. <laughs> and this. Ditch goes without saying. It goes without saying. The battle, the first time meeting between expansion cousins. The Minnesota Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, oh my God! I told you I was going to do it, you motherfuckers, and I did it. I'm crazy enough just to do it. <sighs> 19 players aside, one goalie for each team, so 18 skaters and a goalie. Blue Jackets, Wild. Don't you Jen. dare miss it, Jen. Who <laughs> do you got? Um. Jen's going to kick her butts in this. Yep. Good. Well, Gabrick, obviously. Marion Gabrick is on the board. Johnny. Nice. Uh, Andrew Burnett. Mm. Not on the board. Bum, 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 bum. Sad donkey. Mm. Mark. Miku Koivu. Nope. Not there. Way early. Lyle. Um, uh, Wild Blue Jackets. Who were the two teams again? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I mean, Sean was right. These expansion teams were shit. Oh, man. Um, okay, hang on. I'm going to stick with the Wild because I don't have a clue who the Blue Jackets are right now. They're in Columbus. They're a hockey team. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Play the Shut up! 
Yeah, boomer. <laughs> I have a train on a very rickety rail of thought right now, and you're derailing it. So stop. <laughs> um, is it wooded? <laughs> Philip Kuba. On the board, Philip. Oh. Wow. Jen, back to you. Um. Fuck. Was his last name is Dino. Um, JJ. JJ Daniel. Daniel, yeah. No, he's not here. Sorry. Not playing this game, Johnny. How about can you find us a player who plays in this game? I have no idea, but I have no clue why this guy's name just popped into my head so i'm just gonna say it because it's fantastic and that is carlo coliacolo no but that is a fantastic name, name though it's a good name it's a good pool that is it's it's a it's a fantastic name uh mark he did play hockey yes <laughs> he did <laughs> leave some balloons yes he did sure did an infamous gif of him running into the boards after diving yeah. <laughs> <Jen's> <laughs> favorite. Jen's that favorite. will never die Mark, what do you got? Lubomir Wisniewski. Close. Not there. Sorry. Uh, How is that close? What does that mean, close? Oh, I bet you there's an Oleg. Ooh, maybe there's not. Maybe there's another Lubomir. Oh, no. Second Lubomir. You always, you always miss the second Lubomir. Lyle, do you have the second Lubomir? You know, somebody said something about uh, not expecting. Lyle, you said that we didn't expect Martin St. Louis earlier in the show, and I was this close to making a Spanish Inquisition joke. I just couldn't get it in there. This time, yeah. (laughs) Lubomir, I I have no idea. Um, I have to go with Lubomir. You can go with whoever you want, Lyle. I know, I know this is too late, but I just can't think of anybody right now. Rick Nash. Yeah, it's too Rick early. Nash is too early, yes. Yeah, it is. Way too early. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Jen, what do you got for this one? <laughs> uh, Ronnie Tugnut on the board. Oh! Nice. 31 for 31 gets a shutout for the Blue Jackhawks. Tony's just going to kick our butt. Uh, to Johnny. Um, Daryl Sador. Ooh, Daryl Sador. Sorry, not on the board. Oh, uh, good guess though. It is, he sounds like a guy who should be on one of those teams. That he thing. was a Blue Jacket first. No, he was. Oh, a Blue okay, jacket. yeah, yeah. That's, so. Yeah. Uh, Mark. So I, 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 I think he played hockey. Although he could also have hey, played for good. Tottenham at some point. So, <laughs> I, for some reason, Eric Christensen came to mind. Is this a hockey player or someone that I just invented? I think you just invented him. Yeah. Eric Christensen. Does that sound like a hockey player. Yeah, he played low post for Duke in the late 90s, I think. (laughs) I'm going to see why this person came to to mind. And Eric Christensen is not a person. It's not a I mean, he's a person somewhere. Yeah. He he makes fine art in San Jose. Eric, if you listen to the show, please let us know that you're a person. (laughs) And let he, also, he was also a sports producer for CBS Denver in 2000. Maybe that's what. Yeah, that's probably that's why. why. Yeah, when you, in your time in Denver. <laughs> Wild so, now, so I've gotten to the point in this game when I'm just making names up. So the, now we've reached the dynasty, the, the say, EA Sports dynasty portion. I appreciate <laughs> you st- stalling to buy me time, Mark. Thank you. All right, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. 
my turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mark was on such a tangent there. I forgot if it was my turn or not. Um, I, it, yeah, it's probably too early for this guy, too. Um, Manny Fernandez? On the board, Manny Fernandez. Get out! Hey. All right, Both goalies taken. There you go. Nice. All right, Jen. Sorry, Johnny. It's all I could think of. No, I, I don't have thought about goalies. that. I don't usually take the goalies, but yeah. All right, Jen, you're too quick. Sorry, Jen. Whips in. Brad Bombardier. Oh. Brad b -b 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 Bombardier. <laughs> On the board, a minus yes. two, seven shifts. Wow. I think go. he was the captain that year. Uh, they had that rotating captaincy that year. Oh, that's right. Everyone, oh yeah. New month yeah. of captain. It's like employee of the month. Like, yeah, it's like you. It's like your U nine soccer team. You're a captain. No, you're the captain. No, you're the captain. All right, who on the team hasn't been captain this year? Yeah. Okay, Johnny, go ahead. You're captain. Uh, Johnny, you're up. Oh, um, uh, Rico Fada. Oh, hello, Mata. Hello, Fada. I'm not on this list. Why'd you Rico. bother? Fada. <laughs> Rico. Um, Mark. Oleg Tverdovsky. Oleg Tverdovsky. Ori. Mm. Ori. These Lyle. teams are not going to be as bad as we thought they were. They uh, no, they're worse. They're yeah, bad. I can't think of. Um, I can't think of okay, anybody that played in Columbus. A, I think the Blue Jackets had they they had a guy named Espen Knutson. I don't know if he was on the team then or not. But yeah, I, I remember the name because Espen. Oh, it sounds like ESPN. So Espen Newson. Epson Knusen not playing in this game, but he was in that first. Oh, first, uh, no, he was not in this game. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so also, I'm in the right time period. Okay. He is also uh, responsible for the Nets being uh, behind the glass too. So yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's that's the unfortunate part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen. Matthew Darsh. No Matthew Darsh. Darsh. He's interviewing in uh, in Chicago. 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 Johnny. Um. Mike Sillinger. Good guess. Not there. Always a wild card with him. But it was for the before the deadline, so he was not there. Oh, that's true. Should have taken that into account. <clears throat> Yannick Perel. No, sorry. Lyle? <sighs> Anton Volchenkov. I have no clue. Sorry. All right. Last call. Yeah. No. This, this is dying to death, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These teams are bad. Jen for last call. Uh, Darby Hendrickson. Darby Hendrickson's on that board. Nice. Oh! <laughs> Let's that go. Board. Wow. Johnny, last call. Johnny, last call. Andrew Castles. Sorry. A little early for Castles. Oh. Uh, Mark. Pass. Oh, what? Oh, On oh, the oh. board. Oh. Oh, wait, Jean-Sebastien Jean Pass is on the board? Pass no, no, is no. Board. Can I go for the steal, please? Yeah. Lyle, your last call. Jeff Sanderson. There it is. Jeff Sanderson. Yes. Oh, I didn't two, say it. two castles. It was like, wait, wait, Jeff Sanderson. They're the same fucking player. <laughs> Did you ever uh, answer this question? Did you ever see Andrew Castles and Jeff Sanderson in the same place? Yes. No. <laughs> they were teammates, you said. Yeah. <laughs> they played together. So you say. 
<laughs> Allegedly. One guy just went into the locker room and changed jerseys and came back out for the next slide. Put on a mask and away he went. They were line mates, dude, with the Hartford Whalers and then with the So you say it was all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I mean, David Blaine was fucking locked in an ice cube for three weeks as well. Oh, true. You know what? Fair enough. Wow. All right. So for Damn the, it. So for the wild, uh, Sylvain Bluyon, Bombardier was mentioned, Gabrick was mentioned, Aaron Gaby, Hendrickson was mentioned, Sergei Krimakrasov. Uh, Kuba Krabsoff. I should have known that. Yeah. Kuba uh, was mentioned. Uh, a guy who hates fiber, anti-laxanin. Uh. Uh, <laughs> poop joke. Curtis LeCision, Jeff Nielsen, Sean O'Donnell, Scott Pellerin, Stacy Roost, Lubomir Sekeresh. Another Lubomir. You forgot the second Lubomir. He could be the guy now. He could be the new Pierce Spart that. Uh, Roman Semenik, uh Cam Stewart, Andy Sutton. You're an expert. Wes Walls and then Wes Walls. Oh, I do remember uh, that guy. Uh, I could see the, him, but I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. For the Blue Jackets, uh, Kevin Adams, Kevin Deneen, Bruce Gardner, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, number 57, Steve Hines, power play wizard for the Capitals, Jamie Hewitt, <laughs> Robert Cron, Frantisek Kuchera, Mike Manluck, Chris Nielsen, Lyle Odeline. Lyle, that's your namesake. You shouldn't have missed oh. Jamie Pusher. Darren Quint. Sanderson was mentioned. Alex Selivanov. Mattias Teamander. David Vaborny. Tyler Wright. Vaborny. And Ron Tugnuts. Wow. My God. Like, <sighs> when you look back on these teams, like, they had to, effectively, the expansion draft rules at that point were like, hey, so um, you're going to pick a guy that no one's ever heard of from these teams. All right, go, go ahead. You're good. Well, someone somewhere must have thought that this would have been a competitive team or semi-competitive. No, they just no, picked no. whoever they could. Yeah. And a lot of these guys they were just filling out jerseys for some of these teams. A, a lot of these guys were just free agents that were uh, that were kind of just left out there. And then when free yeah. agents rolled around, they just got resigned. <clears throat> so there you go. All right, wow. Lyle, thank you very much, buddy. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Have yourself a wonderful week. Enjoy recovering still. I, yeah. I, w- I will. I go in on Monday to get this thing taken off and hopefully, you know, some more good news and all that. It, it was, yeah, I, I was only supposed to be in surgery for less than an hour and I was in for over two. Yikes. Yeah, uh, it, they, he said that the, the, the tendon was like, looked like frayed rope. Oh, yeah, it's a lot just, of stitching that they put back together. Then, yeah, and uh, yeah, Tina, yeah. Tina was waiting for me at home because we only live like three minutes away from the hospital. So she just dropped me off, and then they, she was waiting for them to call, come pick me up. She said, "Yeah." She said, "She said I knew this was going to be a problem when two hours went by and I hadn't heard a call yet." You know, just, yeah, uh, they're, 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 trying to, they're trying to get to your wrist from your asshole. I guess <laughs> it must have. Yeah, the same, roughly the same thing happened on my first ACL surgery because it oh, was really? only supposed. It was only supposed to be a meniscus tear replacement, and I came out of it, and I was still under anesthesia, so pretty hopped up, and I heard my doctor say ACL, and I was like, what the fuck did you do to my ACL? (laughs) He's like, oh, well, uh, it was pretty torn, so I wound up just stretching it out a little bit more, and I stapled it, so you should be fine. (laughs) Hey, funny funny story, that. Uh, (laughs) 
That was the thing, yeah. like, before before they put me under, the doctor was saying, yes, when you wake up, like, he was telling me, oh, you know, I put a bandage and then just, like, a, and they tape it up with an ace bandage there. You'll be able to do all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I come to, and I look, and I see this on my ear. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the doc with a look of, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, like, crochet yeah. needles out, and he's like, oh. <laughs> you dropped a sponge in there, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> He's like, just wanted to let you know, uh, you you can type again in like two to three weeks, but you also have a quilt. <laughs> yeah. I went in for simple meniscus surgery, and they're like, "Yeah, it'll be like an hour, no problem." Yeah. And then I wake up, and I'm in a hip to ankle soft cast. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And uh, apparently, there was a mass of dead bone in the joint. No way. Yeah, so they had to go in and fix that. And oh then, my God. So, yeah, so before surgery, they were like, yeah, after surgery, we'll have you up and walking around within a day, like no big deal. And yeah. then after surgery, they were like, you can't put weight on your leg for the next three to four oh. weeks. Oh, man. Wow. Massive dead bird sounds like a really good, like, bluegrass. <laughs> True. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh... Yeah, y'all have a good week, and uh, yeah, nice to know I'm not the only one who had, uh, oh, uh, we went in for surgery for this, and it became something much bigger. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I think we, we all, all do. This is why I don't go into surgery. <laughs> he just self-heals. I'm going to take your advice from now yeah, on. The last, right, the last time Logan. I went into surgery, they broke my nose. I mean, it was on purpose, but... <laughs> but was, did, did, yeah, well, it, it made you more handsome. Sure. <laughs> By far the best part about the whole sinus surgery that I had was when they were pulling the stints out of my nose and uh, they pulled it out to a point where I could see it. And oh. the guy goes, it's all right. We're like halfway there. And I go, how far did you stick that thing up my, oh my nose? <laughs> it was like a six inch stint that they had wow. like up in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. sinus cavities now, yeah, they're 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 pretty sinus spacious. Surgery. So I hear. I would not. I would not tell people to get sinus surgery, but you know, I am. No. That's what I do. Live and learn. You're an advocate now, Scotty. All right, you, guys. They're still looking for your spleen. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or your pancreas. Find it. Hair. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care, okay. everybody. Bye, Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> There he goes. Lowry's inspector. Uh, see, now that it's just his seat missing. Oh, no. He left. He didn't He didn't clean his seat up. He didn't clean up his area. Oh. Johnny, I do appreciate this way more than the boxes, though. Just going to throw true. it out there. Johnny, what do you think? What I'm going to give a shout out. I get, I'll give a shout out to Jen. I like Jen being on the show. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate having uh, another voice um, on the show. I, I'll give a diss to whatever occurred on Twitter for uh, the women's uh, hockey t- hockey tournament being in the Olympics. I still don't actually know what occurred, and I kind of feel like it's one of those things that I just don't care about. Probably better off. I'm just gonna let it let it keep going and move on with my life. Um, I will give a shout out to the Olympics. I enjoy the Olympics. Um, I enjoy the Winter Olympics way more than the Summer Olympics. Uh. But, uh, God, the biathlon is like playing, like, the original, like, Super Mario. 
Like you, you miss one target and they add an extra minute to your time. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like this sport is so hard. Uh, so I'll give a shout out. I I enjoy biathlon a lot. Um, and yeah, that's probably it. I have a off weekend. Yeah. Thankfully, no hockey this weekend. Uh, right. so I get to hang out. In my house. Dad's birthday's coming up soon, though. So we got right. that going for us. Nice. I will also I'll also give a quick shout out to Harper, who uh, calls me through video chat. And then as soon as she realizes that it's me, starts crying because I'm not my Bob. Fair enough. Yeah. To be fair, I think Mark does that time and time again on the show. <laughs> also, to be fair, she doesn't start crying. She just runs away. So... I don't know if no. that's better or worse. She, uh, you, you're right. Actually, she does yeah. just run away. Um, Mark. Um, shout out to Kristen's passion. Mm. That's what I'm drinking tonight. I don't know if you can see it since we're on the mountain base. I would normally be holding it up to the camera, but you guys probably can't see that. So. It's a 9.2% Mexican hot chocolate porter. Ooh. Um, also, shout out to... I don't know. I got nothing else. I really got nothing else. I don't know. Ginger's getting better. Shout out to her. She's also very big. No. A lot bigger than uh, when she was on the show. Whatever week that was. Last week? The week before? I don't even remember. She's very large. Not not large, like Doberman large, but a lot bigger than she was. She so. gonna be the tallest Matanzo. <laughs> she's already t- she's 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 quickly gone from last place to fourth place. So <laughs> she's taller than if you if I stand her up, she's taller than uh than Harper is, so huh. all right. There we go. There. Uh, Jen? Mm, shout out to you for putting up with me. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to the, uh, the resume website I had to put my stuff into today that didn't do the weird autofill mm. so that I had to come back and do everything. That's fantastic. That's fantastic to find one that didn't screw it up. So I was very happy about that. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Anything else? You good? I'm good. All right. I want to shout out AEW wrestling cards. Got those. Got a little Kenny Omega. Ring-worn gear. How about that? Sparkly sparklies. That? I like the canvas ones a lot. That's like a that's a really good touch for a wrestling themed set of cards is to make them canvas. Yeah, that ring canvas. Sadly, it's just like like the other upper deck card canvas doesn't show. Huh? There's John Moxley's in my seat. Oh, John Moxley, what are you doing here on the Face Off Hockey Show? Look at him go. It's great. So that was fun. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jen for being put up with a bull. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> uh, 
And it dissed the sinuses because they can just fuck right off. So. You just like that I make your lunch for you every day. Hey, no one makes a better ham sandwich unless it's, you know, Jimmy John's or Firehouse or Quiznos. But they cost more. Eh. I think when you think of sweat equity and everything like that, you figure out the vig and then it's even. How's Cooper all now that we have like pet hour going on on the show right now? Is that son of a bitch, Jen? He is giving himself a bath. Oh, wonderful. We can't show that on TV. We'll be taking off the air. He's doing great. He loves he loves Jen being at home after he realizes that, oh, this is not this is the thing now. OK, I don't have to wake <laughs> up constantly. Hey, yeah, are you he... leaving? Nope. All right. <laughs> he thought doesn't I... wake up at 4 a.m. anymore. Hey, you going now? No. All right. Just thought I ask. I'm going to take a poop now. Um, that's actually that's actually what I do, too, actually, to Jen. I'm like, hey, you leaving now? All right. I got to go take a poop. Uh Shut up the day. And then he, he used the kitty later. Exactly. <laughs> Just take a crap in the cat's bed. All right. Enough. For Johnny P. Mark of the Sea, Jen HL History Girl, I'm Scotty Was. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of podcastmonsters.com. Something I don't know what I'm doing with, but it's there. Uh, on the socials, FOHS Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and patreon.com slash show. You can contribute it to us. Get some things there. Next week, hopefully... Some of us will not be sniffly or congested, or more of us will be. Who's to say? You can only find out if you tune in. Hit that subscribe button, and then we'll figure that out next week. Peace.